0: We do a podcast? What the
3: fuck? I do so hate to recount the events of this tragic tableau, but Reed Richards and his accursed Fantastic Four have thwarted my efforts once again. So, to soothe my rage, I shall listen to Fanholes, the pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans. Now, leave me, lest you incur the wrath of Victor Von Doom.
0: Hey folks, welcome back once again to the Everloving Fan Holes podcast. We are going to be doing something a little bit different now. Uh, We're changing up gears, trying to make a more compact, more action-packed podcast. We're going to be just doing two topics. ...on a lot of our shows now. That's to basically stop giving you folks three-hour podcasts. We appreciate you listening to them, but we have noticed we've been going kind of long. We're hoping that two topics will maybe make it a little bit more easier for you folks to get into it. Uh, But what two topics do we have? Geez, great ones. We have your favorite superhero team. Uh, Everybody loves superheroes. Uh, Cap, Thor... Iron Man, oh wait, they're all in a huge movie this summer, The Avengers, so that's kind of one of the genesis from this. But there's just a lot of guys who get together and kick ass for justice and truth and the American way, so we're going to talk about our favorite ones. We're also going to be talking about uh, superheroes again, and this time in the playable form, our favorite superhero video games. Uh, A lot of good licensed games out there, there's been some pretty shitty ones, but screw that, we're going to be talking about the good ones. So those are our two topics this week. And as always, we will do our awesome thing later on in the show. But in the meantime, we do have our full complement of Fan Hole's regulars here. I am, of course, Tony Chainclaw.
2: Hey, this is Brian Breakdown.
0: Hey, what's up? This is Derek,
1: Derek WC. Hey, it's Mike.
3: Go and rescue Kitty from the cave.
1: (laughs) And this is Justin
3: Grimlock. I once thought I could protect the world by myself, but I was wrong. Working together, we saved the planet. And I believe that if we stayed together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work for the ideals of peace and justice. What? Like a bunch of super friends? More like a Justice League.
0: Alright. <clears throat> the Avengers still need your help, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, still?
5: <laughs> still?
0: Well, um, as still I did mention uh, beforehand, we are going to be talking about uh, favorite superhero teams to start off the show. Uh, like I said, Do I need to explain this in detail? It's basically when a bunch of superheroes get together uh, that are either well-known or sometimes they just start off a comic with a brand-new team of unknowns, and people just get into them. They really love them. Uh, Superhero comics are great in themselves, but when you have your favorite guys teaming up, it's fucking awesome. So we're going to go to our favorites this week. I'm just... Again, going to go at random. I, I know I can always go to any of you guys for comics, but I, I think I want to start off with Justin this week. What's your favorite superhero team, sir?
4: Well, you know, usually whenever we have a uh, what is your favorite kind of subject, I usually kind of spend like a week or two trying to figure out what my favorite is, and even then I end up with like, you know, three or four favorites or something, but this time it's actually an easy question for me to answer. Um, my favorite superhero team... Is the first superhero team, the Justice Society of America.
0: I know uh, <clears throat> some of our uh, listeners may be confused by the uh, JSA and the JLA. What what really differentiates the two teams?
4: Well, the JSA started in the Golden Age of comics, and they were basically a team of different, you know, masked heroes uh, who were kind of brought together by uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt for. You know, protecting the United States because we were, you know, about to throw down with uh, the Axis powers and such. But uh, yeah. basically, that's that's the difference. The the JSA is usually made up of uh, Golden Age heroes or, you know, what they're called now, legacy heroes. People or superheroes who carry on that legacy.
0: Do you, do you like the newer take on the JSA where they're uh, not so much active crime fighters? I mean, they still fight crime. But their their main role seems to be more training the younger generation.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, I've uh, been following the Justice Society for almost ten years, I guess, and I really enjoyed uh, the you know the run that just ended due to the Flashpoint and all that stuff. You know, but they had some different uh, creators on that series, but you know I followed it ever since then. But uh, I guess. Um, one of the reasons I enjoy the Justice Society so much is, you know, I I love history, and World War II was one of my favorite eras. So it just kind of makes sense that I would like teams like the Invaders and uh, just the Justice Society because you kind of look at the Justice Society and you can see a lot of like, you know, DC history. You know, I mean, you've got uh, Jay Garrick as the first Flash, and then he. Uh, he leads to all the other, the other Flashes, and you've got, you know, um, Alan Scott and his uh, his kids who are also superheroes as well.
0: Yeah, he's interesting because, like, his kids, like, one of them is a Green Lantern, uh, Jade, and the other one is, like, not even close, like Obsidian, so that's kind of cool.
4: Yeah, like, I I also dig all the, you know, the legacy heroes, too, like, characters like um, Stargirl, like, Stargirl's probably one of my favorite uh Legacy heroes, I really dig that character. But you know, I know, I, I know I,
1: you like Hawkman a lot too, and he's a pretty prominent you know, guy yeah. in, in the JSA.
4: Yeah, I, I'm a huge Hawkman fan. Like, there, I would actually be hard pressed to like name a character I didn't actually like in some way. Like, you know, there's characters I can find usually something uh, that I can you know be positive about with the Justice just Society.
1: I always remember being fascinated when I read the uh, history of the DC Universe, and there's that really cool two page spread of the All Star Squadron. So it's got like all the different Justice Society members, but then everybody else who was basically, you know, fighting in World War II at the time, and it's got all of them in a big sort of V for victory. And I always thought that was kind of cool, whether it was, you know, I mean, I know that with the All Star, you know, they kind of throw in other characters like from the you know, the, the faucet and quality comics and stuff like that. But, uh, I definitely, you know, I, I see the appeal to that kind of stuff. Like I always liked the Mike Parabek, um, 10 issue, I guess it was supposed to be an ongoing, but I guess it was kind of like, you know, I guess it only sold so well. So it, it it was about 10 issues long or whatever, but I always loved that, um, uh, mini cause that kind of introduced me to all those characters sort of in detail, you know, just, you know, one done in one type stories, you know? That were that were well done.
4: Yeah, I like I said, in am a very very old uh, fan of the show. Like my first you know superhero comic was an issue of Invaders, and it wasn't until like years and years later that I actually discovered the Justice Society. And I was like, I'm like, oh, this is like the Invaders only with DC. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, oh, so this is the first Flash, and you've got the first Green Lantern, and you've got Sandman, and uh, sometimes you have Wonder Woman, sometimes you don't. Like, okay, this seems really you know kind of weird and confusing, but I'm going to dig into it. And like, it's you know some of the crises have rewritten you know Justice Society history, but I mean it has just a really rich history once you get into it. And that's what I love.
0: I think one thing that's really positive about it, <clears throat> a lot of uh, comic fans, especially jaded ones like some of us get sometimes, is we 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 kind of bitch about Batman being and everything. Batman has very little influence on the JSA. He, he, he doesn't show up there hardly at all as far as I can
4: remember. So well, he, I mean, he, he's like in a few, you know, all-star squadron comics.
1: Yeah. You know, he, I he, mean, he's, he's there. Like yeah. I, I remember like the big deal was, um, there was like that mini series, like America versus the justice society or whatever. And like that, that was like, Oh, they dug into Batman's diary, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I remember yeah, it was but, a, it was a big deal when, uh, when they did the story where the Earth 2 Batman dies, at least for me, because I wanted to track down. I was like, oh, I want to see the issue where Batman, you know, where Batman croaks, you know, and stuff like that. So there's, like, the big funeral, and then all the, you know, all the JSA members come out and everything.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, they don't they don't Wolverine them, though. They're not like, you know, oh, Batman will save us, you know, that kind
4: of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, very, very good choice. Uh, yeah, I have not read as much JSA as I really should, because it is very... Like Justin said, it's just very rich with history. But I, the things I have read is really good. I, I do enjoy the uh I especially like the dynamic of uh the older generation not being useless and actually teaching the young kids a thing or two. That's always, you know, kind of a cool thing. So, so did you
1: did you end up reading more like Infinity Incorporated type stuff or just even other stuff?
0: I, I've read like more of the more recent ones. Like, you know, like I said, where the, where they are more like you know, where it's like Ted Grant and uh uh, Alan Scott and Jay Garrick more like teaching the kids and stuff. I haven't really read a lot of the older stuff where they really got their footing and like the World War II stuff. I haven't read like any of the Essentials or the Archive uh, type stuff. So. But uh, Infinity Incorporated was pretty cool too, though.
4: No, I think I mentioned this on an, uh, a podcast a few weeks ago, but DC is releasing um, a showcase version of like the first 20 issues of All Star Squadron, which, you know, showcase meaning it'll be in black and white, but. You know, it's, uh, those, well, actually, I like the, pretty much the whole run of All-Star Squadron is great, but, you know, those first 20 issues, like, if, you know, for somebody like Tony, like, that would be a good way to, like, you know, get introduced to, like, you know, the larger universe of, like, you know, pre-Crisis history, at least.
5: Cool, cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I might might just have to look that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't really build on anything better than Justin did, so, yeah, definitely check out, uh. The JSA comics, they're, they're still out there, so, well, Earth 2. Um, <laughs> uh, that's coming out soon. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, not switch gears, but move on along the uh, train of awesome super teams. Uh, let's go with uh, our, our friend Brian is in the uh, time displacement loop. He's uh, he's encountering a bad storm, so if, if he sounds a little, little, drops out, just just bear with us. He's, he's He's being a trooper and being here with us. But Brian, who's your favorite super team?
2: Um, Well, I think pretty much anyone that's listened to the podcast for more than five minutes knows I'm a big fan of the New Warriors, Um, and I actually decided to go with them for this topic uh, just for the reason that, um, you know, they really felt like a team that I was there when they started and when they ended, so, you know, it was right at a prime, like, comic book reading stage in my life, and I got to see the whole team develop and basically saw the whole team's life cycle. So like even your though, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though you know I really liked um like the 90s X-Men and I read a lot of Fantastic Four stuff like that. You know, those are those are comic series that started way before my time and continued way past, you know, when I kind of got out of comics. But New Warriors were always there when I was there and really interested in them.
0: Yeah, and you're still to this day a big fan of like Nova and stuff too, right?
2: Yeah. Um and you know, like Justice coming back and being on uh, Young Avengers and stuff, I've really been enjoying that. So, yeah, for, I mean, for the
1: always- for the new Warriors, does that sort of is it is it more a loyalty to that original core team of characters? Like, because I know you enjoy, you know, like like Tony was saying, you enjoy following like the the Abnett and Lanning, you know, Nova series, or like how they introduce Marvel Boy and the Initiative or, or Avengers Academy. But did did you ever did- like follow any of the like the second third and fourth volumes of new warriors like did you just look at something and go oh this is jubilee this isn't new warriors like or or did you were you (laughs) because it had sort of the brand name and you're like oh here's a new night thrasher like i'm kind of curious about where they're going with that or anything
2: no i'm pretty much strictly like volume one and like especially like the core like original six members of the team um like when like initiative or civil war stuff started even like I looked at the new, I picked up, I saw a new warriors book in the comic book shop. I was like, Oh, that's cool. I like the new warriors and whatever. And you know, it's when they're doing their whole like TV, um,
5: yeah, yeah. you know,
2: live action thing. And I was like, uh, this really isn't my new warriors. And I put it back down. So yeah, I'm definitely like the original run, a fan of that.
1: So did it, did it piss you off? Like where they sort of made them the scapegoats of, of civil war? Like,
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I got, like, pissed off, per se, but, um, you know, you can tell Robbie got fucked pretty hard yeah. by that story. <laughs> and, well, I know I know, we were
1: laughing about that issue of Nova, because I always did love that issue of Nova, yeah. where he comes back and he, you know, he meets Penance, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, what the yeah. hell happened? And we got important stuff going on in outer space while you guys do your in-house, you know, butt slapping between yourselves or whatever, you know, whatever this, you know dog and pony show is, you
2: know? Right, like, that's actually a great moment for Nova, but, um, like, Speedball was one of my favorite guys as a kid, and, like, um, he was almost like, I mean, I like Spider-Man a lot, too, and I think that's why I like Speedballs because, you know, Robbie was always the one cracking jokes all the time and bouncing everywhere, so to, like, see him take, like, such an ugly, like, melodramatic turn, like, and becoming penance, you know, I mean,
5: yeah, I
1: don't
2: know, it's just completely... Well, he's,
1: he, he becomes the epitome of that that grim and gritty, you know, he's inflicting pain on himself and seems right. to be the kind of antithesis of, of who Speedball was, you know, he was kind of yeah. like the fun, happy guy. He had, you know, needles, the cat or whatever and all that stuff so yep. you know but um what I, the other thing i was going to ask and this this probably goes to a lot more people like justin and mike too is um because i know i you know i'm not exactly the world's biggest scarlet spider fan but i know you guys really dig ben riley and stuff like what's what's everybody's take on when they tried to make uh scarlet spider a member of the new warriors
0: oh i don't even remember that
3: That happened, yeah, very, like, briefly, like, during, like, I think I kind of tuned out at that point, because that was, like, around, like, maximum clonage, and that was when I was kind of like, wow, this really sucks, so I I don't (laughs) think I even really, I don't think I even really paid attention to that. So that wasn't anything
1: that registered with Mike? What about, what about Justin
4: or Brian or anybody? You know, like, I, you know. This may hurt Brian's feelings maybe, but I I never really paid much attention to the New Warriors but when I did, it was just because of the whole clone saga and they were trying to put Ben Raleigh in there. Like that's when I was reading New Warriors. Like that's probably when I've read it the most. But mm-hmm. like overall, like I i am just like kinda like Mike, I was just like, Oh, come on, like I just want I want this to be over with already, you know, like <laughs> just so well, I yeah, can move by, on the to time, by the time
1: they did that I could understand, like like I kinda stupidly followed the clone saga throughout the whole damn thing but but i i just remember that being that situation where probably by that point new warrior sales weren't as strong as they once were so they were trying to sort of make it an umbrella spider-man book where they're like come on buy this book guys you know like we still need money for this book there
3: were there. there's two major points i remember from that era it was that ben Riley, like really was like crushing on fire star hard because he was like oh she's a redhead yeah and i was like i was kind of like that's kind of funny and the other point was um in the in the phil Yurick green goblin series like, the second or third issue, he actually, like, goes... He's like, I need to, you know, join a team or something. So he goes to the new warriors, and he's like, yo, I want to join your team. And they're like, you're dressed like the Green Goblin. And, you know, and then, like, you know, Ju- Ju- Justice,
1: like, gives him better, some Better speech. be careful. The, the, yeah. Like, he might come back as Hobgoblin and lop the whole team's head off in, like, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. tail swoop.
3: But it's, it's funny, because, like, Justice gives him, like, some speech. Like, like we're willing to give you a chance, but, you know, we're the new warriors. We, we try to make a difference in blah 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 and like you know he just like leaves and he's like man what a bunch of lamo's so like I always had a like kind of colored view of the new warriors after that it was like he's like man I don't want to join them they're a bunch of losers
1: but
0: well yeah well especially later on in the series they did kind of they did start kind of taking on some uh, questionable members because like the original lineup was really good really strong. But then, like, I remember I picked up an issue. I forgot how late in the run it was, but, like, they were like, you know, someone get a hold of Hindsight Lad. And I'm like, Hindsight Lad? Really?
5: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah,
0: but, you know, you'll have that, I guess. But, no, but all in all, I, I, especially, like, the original team, like, the the original New Warriors, yeah, they were really, really cool. I. I Collected more than a few issues myself, so yeah, I totally back you up on that, Brian. I yeah, I, I no mean, I you.
1: remember, I remember buying the book in, up until the mid twenties at the very least. So when I mm-hmm. when I collected it, so and that was mm-hmm. kind of you know Mark Bagley art and all that kind of stuff. So I I could see digging it. I was I was digging it myself. I think I, I I ended up buying some back issues later that had Derek Robertson art and stuff like that. But I think I think somewhere after like issue probably like twenty four or twenty five. I probably didn't follow it as religiously at that point.
5: Yeah,
2: (sighs) yeah, it was almost somewhat easy, like to overlook the team. Like if you didn't, like I don't know, if you missed like the first few issues, because they didn't seem to have to be involved. Like I don't know, like in any epic or like you know, earth-shattering like storylines, it almost seemed like they're like. Uh, on a universe of their own, sort of, and like they fought a lot of like B-list characters and stuff. And I mean, up until Maximum Clonage and stuff, there wasn't a whole lot of like cross contamination with like other, you know, groups or other significant. Yeah, events. even
1: even like I mean, did they? I'm I'm trying to remember. Did they have like all any of those Infinity crossover type things going on? I don't even remember now. Right? Yeah, not
2: yeah. that I remember. I okay. actually was like going back through um, my issues that I had, um, trying to look, because as you know, trying to find, like, you know, what's my favorite story and all this? And I couldn't find any, like, big, overarching stories. Like, um, the stories that I kind of gravitated to as a kid and, and now that I still like are, like, you know, sort of, like, interpersonal stories of team members. Like, there's an issue where, where like, Nay Marita's like, you know, kind of conflicted because she's half Atlantean and half human, you know, and she doesn't know um, you know, which part of her is greater, and she kind of has like an identity crisis. And then, like, probably the biggest story out of like the whole New Warriors run I could think of was like Vance Astro dealing with, you know, his abusive father and going yeah. to prison and stuff. But I mean, other than that, there were just a lot of like one or two issue story arcs, and, you know, it didn't make much of a splash outside of the New Warriors, you know, kind of microcosm.
0: The only thing I remember is that I think there was like maybe one or two issues where they were they had like an Act of Vengeance tie-in.
5: No,
1: I, well, I guess I guess the Acts of Vengeance thing was was how they were introduced because they were introduced in the Thor issue where he yeah. fought Juggernaut. But they by the time they had their own title, Acts of Vengeance was long over with. Oh, it and looks like idea. it looks like they did have I I because I, I didn't read this far, but I was just browsing through the covers. It looks like they did have a Dark Speedball, so there was there was an Infinity War crossover. So
0: Dark Speedball.
2: Yes, it <laughs> Isn't a, that what killed John Belushi?
1: Yes, <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah, I don't think I read that far. I must have read up to like issue like twenty five or twenty six or something. But yeah, it looks like it looks like Dark Speedball, and the issue after that they introduced Turbo. It looks like, so that's and not funny. not like, Turbo from the GoBots either.
0: That's just funny. I was like, it's Dark Speedball. What's he gonna do? And he's just like, not gonna fucking bounce. I tell you that much. I'm Evil. gonna
3: cut myself. <laughs> I'm in such I'm in such pain,
5: bro, <laughs> bro.
1: And then I, I remember, like, for me, like, this might sound funny, but there there was a period in time where I was super fascinated with Power Pack, and I was convinced, I'm still convinced, that it would make a really good fucking movie. So I was researching, like, all this stuff, if I ever wanted to write a screenplay. And um, I basically, like, was looking at all the uh, old New Warriors comics and stuff, and, uh, like, eventually they have, uh, you know like it's like they call him like power packs and like he he ends up getting like all four powers of of his his family members or whatever and becomes a member of the team so i always thought that was kind of cool but they kind of took that ending for the end of uh the fantastic four sequel so
0: <laughs> uh well uh since uh you're kind of uh, going into like new warrior stuff uh, what, what's your favorite uh super team Derek? which one really floats your boat
1: I'm going to say that my my favorite superhero team is going to be the Legion of Superheroes, like, because it's superheroes and they're in space. <laughs> so that like combines like two things that I kind of love a lot um, because you know invariably I mean they're not always in space but you know basically they all come from you know different planets and everything like that and when when it all comes down to it like in my mind it's kind of like yeah that's that's kind of Superman's team you know when you think about it you know like especially when he was you know Superboy and stuff like that and I've I just always liked all that kind of science fiction stuff. Um, you Know kind of the same way, like people love, uh, you know, snake eyes or different martial artists or whatever. Like, I love Karate Kid. Like, I, I always get mad if they, you know, they try to act like Batman can kick Karate Kid's ass. I'm kind of like, no, you know, I'm all I always, always like, dude, Karate Kid punches Daxamite's jaws and breaks them. Like, you know, I'm like, it's like always important to me and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I know, I know. Brian kind of made fun. He's like, "Who's the dude in pink?" You know, but it, like Cosmic <laughs> Boy is kind of like the, uh, you know, he's he's kind of the Cyclops of the team and everything like that. And you know, you got Brainiac Five, who you know, I I think in the it, it's kind of interesting in the Star Trek Legion crossover. You know, they pair him up with Mister Spock. You know, and it's like he he definitely is like the kind of intellectual. You know guy of the team and he, he's kind of like to me it's like if, if they were going to pair him up with anybody in Marvel for Marvel readers I would say it's you know he's kind of like the Reed Richards you know he's he's kind of aloof and indifferent but always absorbed in his you know scientific technology and know-how and everything and you know like one of my favorite uh Legionnaires would be mon and I've always kind of liked him for a long time you know just because I guess I like those Superman type guys and uh, they also had like a ongoing series where they called him valor you know and that was when they were kind of yeah they were kind of revising all the weird pre-crisis history so at that point it was decided like superman didn't inspire the legion it was this guy named valor and then they kind of went oh well that's actually mon-el before he you know got you know sent to the phantom zone and this and that and the other thing so you know it's like i and i remember reading that series you know from this you know from scratch you know from like issue one to i think it lasted for about 18 issues or whatever but i always kind of liked that character and i think because of that you know there's there's plenty of different characters that uh that you can enjoy and appreciate and stuff like that you know whether you like kind of like a you know like dave Cochran design stuff like whether it's like timberwolf or you know Starboy and different characters like that but you know the, the main reason why I enjoy it is because you know essentially it's like Star Trek with superheroes you know there's lots of different aliens lots of different planets and worlds and then on top of that you know it's kind of like Superboy's team so I kind of I kind of dig all those issues you know especially the, the Mike Grell stuff and you know Jim Shooter and you know all that kind of old school stuff so I, I I really dig that a lot so that's that's okay. my favorite team
0: I know uh, you don't have to go too deep into it because I mean we're not re- we're not really dealing comics or cartoons in specific. We're just talking about teams. But unlike Justin or Brian's pick, uh, the Legion actually had a cartoon series. Did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, like like one of the, the the main reasons why I think I like the the Legion per se, and you know, whether it's the cartoon or the the team or or what have you was uh you know any time like people would get into fights about something and they'd be like well who do you think would win you know iron man or wolverine like you know who do you think would win you know superman or goku like who do you think would win and when it would come down to teams like people would always go well you know the x men would beat up the avengers no they wouldn't the avengers would beat up the x men and i would always just be the guy that would say like i'm just going to send the legion of superheroes after you and, you know, and they'd be like, what? They, they can't do anything. I'm kind of like, I'm going to send the legion of superheroes after you. It's like, it's like by sheer numbers alone, you guys will get owned. Like, you know, like, so I always like doing that where it's like, you know, you've got, you've got like three or four Superman type guys, you know, and then there's like hundreds and hundreds of members, not to mention all the, you know, rejects and, and substitute members and all that other stuff. But Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the cartoon a lot. It was a good, I, I thought it was cool. Like I, I thought it was one of those series. I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but you know, how we talked about like series that were kind of canceled before their time, kind of like spectacular Spider-Man. It only really had two seasons. So, you know, it, it, you know, I, I, I would have, you know, enjoyed it, had it lasted to its, uh, you know, prerequisite, you know, 65 episodes for syndication number, you know, instead of just, uh, you know, just lasting for, you know, 26 episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts about it, since it actually did have a cartoon show, unlike the uh, other two we just talked about. Um, yeah, it's got a long-ass history, so, again, it's kind of like uh, the JSA. It's just, There's a lot of stories that you can definitely probably fall into if you uh, pick up any certain, you know, random issues. So, yeah, definitely check out the, uh, the good old Legion there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty, you know, if you like creators like, you know, Keith Giffen or, you know, Jim Shooter or Mike Grell or, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, Mark even uh, or Abnett and Lanning, you know, yeah. like, like there's, there's all kinds of different runs, you know, so, you know, Barry Kitson, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. So there's, there's plenty of things to choose from and stuff.
0: And once again, it is in space. Um... <laughs> it
1: is in space, which makes it awesome. And
4: Bouncing Boy can kill Wolverine.
0: Uh,
1: you know what? Matter Eater lad will eat his fucking claws off and <laughs> pop him one in the fucking head. So fuck you, Wolverine.
0: <laughs> and then let's not even get into, like, friggin' Cosmic Boy. He'd totally eat his lunch, so. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I will save our good friend Mike for last. Not least, of course. I just figured I'd go ahead and throw mine out there real quick. My favorite team, and this is probably going to sound, I don't know, a little stupid, I guess, but it's kind of what I was reading when I was a certain age. I actually really like the New Mutants. I know that's really strange and random, but it's kinda of like the New Warriors thing with me that uh, Brian had. The New Mutants was actually really big in the eighties. And I'm not talking about when Liefeld picked up the book and started writing. It. I'm talking about like, you know, stuff before that too. <laughs> and well
1: hey you're you're I, talking to the converted 'cause because uh, I love me some Iliana. Like that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite mutant characters.
5: Ileana
1: So yeah, I dig I dig me some new mutants.
0: Yeah, and it, it is it is kind of the same vein as uh Justin's JSA, a little different. Um whereas the JSA has a lot of uh interaction between the old and the new team. Well, I mean they're the same team, but you know what I'm saying, the new kids and the uh, old veterans. The New Mutants is all new kids, and, like, there's Chuck there or Magneto, depending on which, you know, run it, which uh, series it is in the uh, comics. And there's not, like, a lot of old guys there. It's just a bunch of young kids trying their damnedest to uh, be the next, you know, X-Men. And I think one of the things that really solidified it for me was after a while, after New Mutants ended and there was X-Force for a while, Cannonball actually got on the team. He was an X-Man. And I was like... Oh shit. You mean that comic series was not just fucking, you know, something stupid to like give us a blowing
1: it just wasn't blowing smoke <laughs> up your ass like uh, they were actually gonna make them X Men? What
4: one of my yeah. favorite cannonball moments is that issue of Uncanny X Men where he beats Gladiator. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good, like that's one of my favorite movie. issues ever. Yeah.
0: I, I I think probably uh one of my favorite things, because it was just kinda ri- ridiculous, is I really liked uh, Warlock and Cypher. Um just because Warlock was just fucking batshit crazy and he could turn into other stuff. And uh, Cypher was he, – he was like one of the <clears throat> more sympathetic mutants because you have like Cannonball who's impervious when he's blasting. Or oh, let me – excuse me. Let me say it, right. I'm impervious when I'm blasting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just had that southern accent. I don't know I'm it, invulnerable
1: I mean. when I'm blasting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you had Ilyon, of course, who like could teleport and also was fucking half demon or some shit. Uh, you had uh, Sunspot, who was like super strong. You had all these characters who had some pretty impressive powers. And Cipher, he could read a Chinese takeout menu even though he doesn't know Chinese. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Hey, he,
1: he, was he really can good. learn. He can learn any language. So he 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 he, he was doing good. Like honestly, like it's funny, but whenever I read like comics now, like I wish I had that superpower because you know there's always going to be somebody speaking in some you know foreign language behind your back or whatever. And like uh, I was just reading uh, rereading *Bane of the Demon* when uh, when Talia and Rachel Gould are like speaking Farsi in front of him and they think he doesn't understand a word that they're saying, but then he like turns around and he's kind of like, Oh yes, I've mastered Farsi and I've mastered this dialect. And I kind of know this dialect, even though I'm a little rusty. So it's just basically like, you know what? Fuck you. I can, I can learn all these languages and you know, you, you think you pull one over on somebody, but it's cool to have a guy like, uh, like Cypher on the team. But I know, I know the big joke was like, what can you do? It's like, uh, I can, you know, talk different languages and stuff. And everybody's like, ah, ha
4: ha ha, you
0: know, but, yeah, I always thought it was cute that he had, like, a huge crush on uh, Kitty Pride too, because she was kind of a uh, – she was a computer nerd, too. He was a computer nerd, and he was always like, you know, she's so pretty, and he and she's always like, you know, my, Peter, what big muscles you have. Poor Cypher.
4: Can <laughs> <laughs> what can you do, Cypher? Uh, I can read.
0: What did you do, Colossus? I can throw things and I am very strong. As light. He's like, "Oh, see he's not even sensitive. I also draw beautiful paint." Oh, come on.
4: <laughs> and crosses is and... 14s. <laughs>
3: I'm 14s as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to go shave now. I have to shave twice a day, but I is the 14. <laughs>
3: I think I think it was in uh, Second Coming, but uh, one of my favorite Wolverine jokes that he makes is like they're like, uh, "Oh, take take Cipher along with you, you know, and uh, like he'll be useful on this mission." And Wolverine's like, oh, "Don't you remember his one weakness? Bullets."
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I really dug the team. They were just, I don't know. And they they yeah. also.
5: Oh, uh,
4: I'll back you up, Tony. Like I, I really dig the New mutants too. Like especially Cannonball and uh, Danny Moonstar. Like I always liked those two characters. Like anytime there was like, you know, somebody from the south or like an Indian character. Like I always paid attention to to those characters. You know, no matter what comic company or universe it was.
5: It was also cool
1: because, like, with Danny, like, they could uh, go into the Asgardian realm and they they weren't always sort of, you know, tied down to the whole mutant scene, as it were. I mean, you know, like, some of that stuff was cool. Like, I always dug the, um, like, the whole Hellfire Club and when Magneto was the headmaster and everything and at the end of the whole Inferno stuff where... Him and, and Sebastian Shaw have a big fight and everything. Like, that's probably one of my favorite issues of the New Mutants where they go at it. And then uh, you talk about, you know, how, like, you know, Tony, you were saying how, you know, it, it uh, basically vindicated you when, when Cannonball was made a member of the X Men. Well, I, I kind of always wanted to be vindicated with, with Sunspot. Where, you know, they 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 do this scene where, you know, Sunspot's like, We're we're never gonna be mad. We're never gonna join you, Magneto. Like you're you're a scumbag, like we'll never be as bad as you and he's kinda turns to him and he's like, You boy, you will be the first, you know, like you're you're <laughs> gonna be the first one to join me, you know? You know and, and I was always kinda like let down because I guess I guess what I guess fans try to say is, Well, he did join with Gideon and Gideon was kind of a bad dude or whatever. But, yeah, he was like, also
5: Rainfire or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. So but I I kind of always wanted him to uh eventually sort of, you know, I I wanted Magneto to be vindicated where, you know, Sunspot eventually was uh so pissed off that he ended up, you know, kind of uh, working for the other team or whatever, but I always I always liked that issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were just, you know, they did really good teen stuff too. Cuz unlike the early X-Men comics which you never really Saw them as teenagers, even though they were the people who they're like the most of the run. I can't. You remember didn't all the see years.
1: Slim Summers as a teenager? What are you mad? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the thing. Like you know, uh, a lot of the they had a lot of really good writers on there, and that uh, they, they seem like teenagers. I, I remember probably one of my favorite uh, New Mutants uh, stories was the uh, New Mutants Annual three, I believe. It was Impossible Man versus Warlock. And just one of the funny things is they're they're hopping all over the globe because Impossible Man's being pretty much a right dick, and Warlock's trying to be- beat his ass, and they keep changing all these different uh, characters and whatnot, whatnot. And they go to they Rio were, de Janeiro, where uh, of course Roberto is uh, all about it because that's like you know his home uh, hometown. And friggin' Cypher's walking around. He's wearing a fucking speedo, and he's like please, dear Lord, let no one notice how tight my suit is. I'm just like, that's a real teenager, you know. He'd be like, eh, people can see my junk. You know, <laughs> it's just a very human element. I always thought it was like very, you know, very cute and uh, also very, very good action. They, they, they fought a lot of cool guys. Um, I, I, I think
4: it's really weird when you go and you know like you you compare stuff like you know that, like the new mutants when they're teenagers to like the original X-Men in the 60s when they're teenagers because it's just so, it, you know, I mean, they're teenagers too, but it feels kind of alien the way they're they're written because you've got, like, you know, Beast reaching across the table and Cyclops is, like, blasting his hand. Like, they're kind of being jerks to each other and they're always, you know, falling over Jean Grey. But then, you know, you have, like, Cyclops chiding them if they're not using proper table manners because Professor X taught them proper table manners and You know stuff like that. They're just kind of like you know, really straight laced. Like they didn't. I'm I'm kind of wondering if like, you know, Stanley wrote them to be really straight laced teens, or if like that's just you know, the way teenagers were in the '60s. It just seems kind of weird to me. I guess it's like generation gaps.
1: To to me, it's kind of like well, they are kind of going to a prep school. You know, I mean, it is Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. It's not like, I mean, I know I like to joke and crack jokes about how Xavier makes his money by driving down to Vegas and mind wiping everybody and cleaning out the tables. But, (laughs) you know, in reality, like, it's probably like lots of people are paying, you know, expensive money to finance finance that that. school and everything. And so to me, I'm always kind of like, well, you know what? Like, there is that element of, you know, they're kind of going to, like, military academy. Me or something, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, uh, you know, clean the bed sheets and. You know, make sure this this room looks spick and span because the professor's going to come in at 0800, and if it's not, he's going to be like, "This is unacceptable. You have
5: failed." You know, <laughs> and then and
1: then we're all going to be in this shit because we got to do like 20 20 laps in the danger room or whatever. You know, like, and, or you know, know. he'll just
0: be like, "I'm going to make you forget Thursday." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just because you know. It seems like to me, like that's how I always kind of saw the professor as more of a you know a strict kind of headmaster or whatever.
5: You know? Yeah, well, yeah.
4: It, anytime they're like, it's like, you know, if Angel starts to get a little close to Gene or something, he's like, all right, this is my chance. All of a sudden, Xavier bursts in. He's like, silence! Uh-huh. I'm detecting the blob outside the gates. <laughs> you know, he's always <laughs> interrupting the X-Men, going, silence! <laughs> silence!
0: <laughs> the X-Men is run by a ring of incompetent robot
2: taskmasters. <laughs> <laughs> silence! <laughs> Well, you know, Tony, I do have to bring up the fact that uh, while under the X Force moniker, they did tangle with the New Warriors.
0: I mean, was I mean, was it written well? I I am not I'm not familiar with that story, so.
2: Um, it was actually like uh, an annual. I think it's a Kings of Pain storyline, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, well, well,
0: that's one of those
1: things where like they had like four different annuals and they were all crossing over, and like what was it like Mike McNally or somebody did all the covers or.
2: Um. Possibly. I, I barely remember it. All I remember is that they had some cool matchups, like, um, Cannonball, like, did a chicken run against Nova, and then they had some, like, I think it was Feral versus Firestar, which is like, what? But, I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, they realized that they shouldn't be fighting each other, and they got, you know, together and went out there the big bad, so.
0: That's cool. Nova and Cannonball should really have had more of a discussion of, like, how come our, like, legs disappear when we use our power? Um... Uh, <laughs> It's just gone whenever they start blasting. Um, they go. They
3: go to the same place that Prime's trailer goes <laughs> to.
0: Um. That, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, New Warriors, New Mutants. Yeah, kind of makes sense, you know. But yeah, that's that's my love for them. Uh, so like I said, last but certainly not least is uh Mike, and I'm sure he's probably got a good oh, doozy God. for us. What's your favorite super team, sir?
3: Well, I think you guys know that my favorite superhero team of all time is. Big Hero Six.
4: Woo! Big
5: Hero Six. Uh,
4: Big Hero Six. (laughs) I was gonna say Great Lakes Avengers. (laughs)
3: They're they're cool. No, no, but seriously, Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I was originally I was originally gonna pick BP Seven just to see what you guys would (laughs) say.
4: BP. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not Force Works. Well, Leave force works alone.
0: Are you happy, USA? Yes, I'm so happy.
3: You can tell by the bulging veins on my neck that I'm happy.
5: <laughs>
3: and my my relentless stubble.
0: I'm staring death at everyone. I'm so happy. <laughs>
3: Okay, well no, my my favorite superhero team is the Thunderbolts as probably like like with Brian, like you might have guessed by listening to this podcast that I'm a massive fan of the Thunderbolts. And much like Brian, like it, uh, probably some of it is cuz I was like there when it started and I'm um, I'm still there with it. And, uh, you know, I just, like, it's not, like, it's not even really, it didn't even start as, like, a traditional, like, superhero team. It's just, like, a team of, like, at its core, it's a team of villains. But, uh, like, no matter how the concept has evolved, I've always enjoyed it. And I've always liked, um like, even though these guys are, like, sometimes, like, recent, more in, certainly in more recent times, uh the team has been like composed of like legitimately like evil and nasty people but uh, i've always enjoyed like you know it you you can not, not empathize with them but like, like you know no. get yeah. them and enjoy yeah. uh like you know following their like a- adventures and stuff like the current the current team has like Mr Hyde on it and like he's like he's like just fun to read about basically like but so it's like not like
5: up, he's a straight up sick bastard too right
3: yeah exactly it's like he, he's like a bad guy you know yeah like a sick character but it's just like i don't know it's it's cool like you put him on in a team dynamic and like you know it it becomes like kind of interesting and like you know fun to read almost so uh, I just like that, like, like basically, it's like bad guys are people too, you know. So yeah, they, I, I you really... like
0: the stories where they they have like certain redemption arcs. Like Sombard pretty much became a hero. Yeah, and then like yeah. you have guys like Mach Five or six or seven, however fucking high he got, and he has he's, moments he's... where he tries to be good, but he also falls back on his shit a lot, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's 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 uh up to five now, and yeah, I like and yeah on the opposite side of the spectrum you have these guys who started out not so good and now they are legitimate like Avengers material. So I've always liked that, and you know I always hate when like someone like ignores that and like they backslide and you know or people don't read things and you know like I I get all I got all pissed when like Radioactive Man showed up in like the recent uh. Jeff Flow series uh x sanction or whatever as like a bad guy and i'm like that's not chen lu <laughs> you know i'm yeah, like cause, you know yeah
1: because
3: he, uh, he,
0: he kind of had like a reformation thing too didn't he yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah like, it feels like he's... a lot of those guys like they either they either forget which radioactive man they're talking about because they end up they end up inventing like 12 new radioactive mans because people keep <laughs> yeah. fucking them up because it's like you know it's like oh there was just one radioactive man and then uh Original Hudlin wrote like an evil radioactive man, and they had to say that that was like another character completely. And you know, it's like how many times are they gonna? You know, it's like I guess a lot of people they want to have their their old villain back, but then you know you feel like well that's kind of a regression of of you know the kind of the character you were reading in you know in the Thunderbolts or at least the new Thunderbolts anyway. I don't know. He seemed like he got a little grim once uh, Norman started running the show to me too yeah you know? yeah it, that i don't know that
3: i thought that was like sometimes like they got him right but i thought that was more of a case of you know like every, they just kind of lumped everyone in as a, as bad, a bad guy, guy at yeah. that point where like you know you'd have like songbird as part of a group of like bad guys and like these guys are nasty and
1: i'm like no Songbird's <laughs> cool yeah
5: yeah but you know
1: it's, like, it's, I'm bringing you in you're going down as I lick my chops and laugh with glee and you're like well wait a minute why is she laughing with all those other crazy fucks yeah, yeah exactly
3: like, like even that
5: orphan that, last issue
3: <laughs> yeah even, even that like stupid like Avengers Invaders miniseries from a couple years ago or I should say like Invaders and fake new Avengers yeah! or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Sorry, that's
3: that's how I feel about that, mini-series. Yeah, all yeah, right, man, you alright? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like I like like I like the Invaders and all, but like I I really hated how they like the well even not even that, like just like all over the place around that time. It seemed like the Thunderbolts were being shoved into every single book as like the man oh that, like, you know, the heroes could, like, beat the crap out of, and I, I, like... Don't get me
1: wrong, I I enjoy the Invaders, and I enjoy the Avengers, but that, that min, that, that 12-issue miniseries was pretty tough.
5: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Pretty tough. I I think, like, uh, since you're you're our last guy we're talking about, we can maybe take a few more minutes. uh, I... I always liked the original Thunderbolts team especially because later on they did kind of hot shots and people like, we're going to throw Venom on here and all that kind of stuff. But, like, the original team besides, like, you know, Zemo, it it was kind of Morty, you know. They actually made these characters a lot more interesting because, you know, I mean, originally, yeah, you had, like, Screaming Mimi and The Fixer and they actually gave them a lot more character than they ever had as, like, just straight-up bad guys.
3: yeah definitely and like, like i said yeah it's like uh, the the tagline i go back to are villains are people too you know it's just like so so many of these characters like what what could you tell me about like the beetle up until he was in thunderbolts he was just like this generic bad guy who wore like that green purple ugly armor that and yeah.
1: just showed up His every so often. Yeah. that that oh, he talked that. like one of the Beatles in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, and the Iron Man cartoon. Hello,
5: I'm the beetle. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, on, uh, that that thing made me laugh. It trip?
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, in any case, yeah, Thunderbolts would be my number one pick. Probably, like, Avengers would be my second pick. And another honorable mention would be Next Wave. Because oh, dude, Next dude, Wave, Next Wave is awesome, yeah. Like, yeah, talk talk cool about... Yeah, t- talk, talk about taking, like, five characters I could give a shit about and making, like, a great comic book with them, so, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought I'd ever, like, put down a book and go, "Aaron stack is fucking cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Just, he's a machine man, by the way, for anybody who hasn't read Next Wave or is not familiar with the character, so. Devil dinosaur
5: forever! <laughs>
0: Most, most definitely, most, most. No, yeah, but yeah, that, that's. Uh, I mean, even mine. I'll even, I'll even brag about my pick. Those are all five really strong teams. And as I, I as I said about a lot of the older teams, like uh, Legion and uh, uh, JSA, there's so much material out there that you're going to be hard pressed to find. Like, you know, not at least one comic you would, you would enjoy reading and go, wow, that's a really cool team. So, yeah,
5: really great picks for, from everybody also. Hulk excels at destruction. Try running into various obstacles here to get a sense of the creature's power. While this is merely a virtual representation of the beast, be reminded that Hulk is actually capable of most feats demonstrated here.
0: On the flip side... Going into more <clears throat> dynamic realms, uh, off the printed page, if you will. Uh, not so much teams, or there have been some team games. What we're really going to talk about now is superheroes who've jumped into the video game realm. Uh, there have, again, like I said, been some pretty bad video games based on uh, superheroes. Silver Surfer. <clears throat> um, uh, however, <laughs> at the. <laughs>
5: yeah. dun, 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 dun.
1: Game over He sits there with his fucking head in
4: shame He's a silver surfer He can't die by flying into a cave wall Oh man
1: (laughs) Yeah I was so excited about that game
4: Yeah I was so
1: excited about that game It didn't even look bad It looked cool but no Oh well
0: Ah well, but we're not gonna be talking about those. Not not this time, <laughs> anyway. Um, we're gonna be talking about games that are actually good. It uh, doesn't matter what franchise. There have been some bad Batman games, been some good Batman games, but we're gonna talk about like the epitome of a good superhero game from our personal perspective. Doesn't matter if it's highly reviewed by whatever fucking magazines out there now, IGN or whatever. Uh, gonna start off with you know what. I would love to save him for last, but I really do want to hear his thoughts, and I don't want the storm to knock him out, so Brian, I want to go ahead and go to you first sir what's your what's your favorite superhero video game?
2: Actually, I didn't pick just one, and um I kind of picked like for a lot of different heroes what my favorite game was, but I wouldn't mind like other people starting and me just joining in the conversation if that would be all right.
0: That's cool man, no no problem at all. um yeah, like I said, I just want to get your thoughts beforehand, but if you just want to jump in, no problem at all. Yeah, I've got uh, a list.
2: I'll, I'll cover anything you guys don't hit, don't worry.
0: <laughs> He's like, I've got this shit, yo.
4: <laughs> it, it's on his list.
0: <laughs> They're all on his list. Um, I I want to go ahead and start off first, because I'm probably out of everybody. Maybe me and Derek are probably about on the same... Well, no, Derek probably plays more than I I'm probably the least active video gamer here, so my, my list will be pretty short and sweet and very old, too. I really like the Sunsoft Batman game for NES. I thought that yes. was... Good, yeah, yeah. To me, that was like the first superhero video game where I was like, "Holy shit, this is this is awesome!" Because like it was based loosely off the movie as far as like a lot of the uh, visuals. But I remember <clears throat> like the first level. I'm fighting, you know, pretty standard bad guys, you know, Mega Man looking things, you know, like fucking eyeballs on a spring and shit. And you know, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then like a kind of a mid level boss is KG Beast. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Really? He doesn't look like KG Beast, but still, it's KG Beast in a video game. I'm like, Sunsoft, you have won. You, <laughs> you are awesome.
1: Son. I am to be breaking you.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was pretty tough too. He, he kept sl- sw- uh, slashing back and forth with his fucking katana. I'm like, son of a bitch, quit.
4: That, uh, <laughs> that was that was a really fun game, but it's like, um the bosses kept getting so much harder and harder with every stage. It just became, it, eventually it just became so hard you were just frustrated with it. You know, I, and I think the Angry Video Game once said it's like, if you can get to the Joker, like, you're the, you're the man. Like, that's a hard game.
0: Oh, yeah, it's very difficult. I think, I've never beaten it. I, I think my best is, I think I got to the third stage. I think. I don't even know if that's true. I know I beat the first stage. I know I beat, I think Firefly was the bad guy on that level, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is definitely
2: but... a tough game. I never beat it until I had it like on, you know, ROM on my computer, and I actually spent the time to, you know, say I'm gonna beat this. I'm not gonna give up.
4: Yeah, I I tried that and I didn't get, you know, much further than the Tony. Like I think I got to like the three computer thing you have to beat, and like I with I the treadmill thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: that's where I got stuck as a kid too, and it was like still the hardest level as an adult. Like that's the one I was stuck on the longest.
0: Yeah, it's just. Sunsoft had a reputation for, for making really tough video games. And um, I, I just
4: remember like being a kid and playing it, and then it's like discovering you can jump back and forth between walls and stuff. I'm like, this is awesome! Like that was so <laughs> like getting cool as a kid. I'm like, look at Batman; he's bouncing off walls.
1: <laughs> what was like your favorite weapon to use with Batman? Like, like you know how like you always got stuck with something where it's like, oh. Fuck you! I didn't want this weapon or whatever. That's a piece of crap. Like I when you're really like running around.
0: I like the but I really like the throwing dart—the one that, like, when you threw it, it turned to three and it just kill everything.
4: Mm. I, I always liked the batterings, Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have not a clever witty retort to that. They were faster than the throwing dart. The thro- every, Everything was based on like pellets or whatever. You would get like. A certain yeah. number of weapons if you picked up enough pellets. And the throwing Dirk did use more pellets. The batterings were a lot less, uh, whatever consuming. So I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, as far as an honorable mention, I also, uh, really enjoyed And you know what? I don't care. It was a cheesy game. And me and Derek, I both make fun of it as far as like the, uh, voice acting. Not on the console, because the console was pretty crappy, because they couldn't really match the graphics at the time. But I really did like Captain America and the Avengers.
1: Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. I I was going to say, like, for any kind of honorable mention I have, like, it would be basically anything that follows, like, the Double Dragon-type format. And, like, Captain Mm -hmm. America and the Avengers is definitely, like, one of the number one things on that list. But, man, I loved all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, how I always talk about, you know, to me it's the Superman and Shazam game, but it's really just, you know, the Superman game where Player 2 is like a red Superman or whatever. But, like, I love that. I love Punisher with Nick Fury doing the tag team double dragon thing, you know, and I love, you know, the X-Men, you know, arcade side-scroller with all the six X-Men and all that kind of stuff. Or even, you know, Spider-Man with Hawkeye and Black like, cat and name or, like, I
3: all, love, you know, I love yeah, like, that, that halfway, Spider-Man yeah. game for the the friggin' narrator who like uh, whenever you like you know sign in as a character is like
5: Spider-Man. Yeah,
3: you know, yeah. <laughs> like,
5: so- <inaudible> <influential> Spider-Man.
1: <tarant palate Stanley> yeah. Or even, even, you know, even the, the you know, I, I don't know if this qualifies or not, but, like, even the, you know, the I remember pumping so many quarters into the the Turtles game in the arcade. You know, any, basically, comic, yeah. you know, any of those games that, uh, you know, that had that kind of double dragon type setup.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a comic book, so, yeah, that definitely yeah. counts. Uh, yeah, but, like, uh, back to Cat American Avengers real quick, I think one of the reasons why I really liked it so much is... It, it did have that cheesy vibe, and I actually kind of liked that, because it really did feel kind of like a comic. They, like, had a lot of, you know, over-the-top voice acting. you know, it's like, you know, like Derek has said many times, Captain America needs your help, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so many villains, like, I mean, really, what other game are you going to play that has, like, friggin'... You know what the, tw- the whirlwind? Yeah, it has whirlwind in it. it has the yeah. claw, living laser? Yeah, you're. That's got gonna it's get that Juggernaut
1: with a big eyeball on his head instead of a yeah. Like, no, <laughs> it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and even had one of my favorite Mandarin versions where he's like in that weird silver samurai armor. so.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that yeah. Axe of Vengeance air armor where it's all kind of bluish and like Spicky. tinty and
5: stuff. Yeah
0: yeah just really good game and and there was enough variation on double dragon like captain america throws his shield
5: throws his mighty shield
0: um well even
1: even like in the mid-levels where you know you you get the the flight levels like they they have that in like superman too where you know superman would use his heat vision and you know punch boulders and girders and ships but in captain and avengers they would you know cap would be on you know, his sky sled and Hawkeye or, you know, whoever would be on the sky sled, but then Vision and Iron Man, you know, would be flying of their own power, you know, and just blasting, you know, all the different robots and, and ships and stuff that come in their way.
0: Yeah, blasting not-sentinels. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Or, um, like, well, there was the Sentinel is <laughs> one of the bosses in that game, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, but, like, weren't they Doombots who
5: they fought mostly, or something like
1: that? Well, it was, it was really the Red Skull, so I'd, I'd say they were skull bots, or maybe... You know. I would say it's... If I was going to be all comic nerdy, I'd say it's the machine Smith who built Red Skull a bunch of robots, but... Yeah.
0: You know. I know, I would just, just being silly. But, yeah, yeah, I remember the Sentinel. The Sentinel fucking sucked. I hated him. Um my power bar is this long. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, those are two of the games I really enjoyed. I, I probably put in, because I, I, like Brian was talking about with the Sunsoft Batman game, one time me and I think a friend of mine, or two friends, I know it was definitely at least two of us, we were just like, we're going to beat Captain America and the Avengers, and we had to at least put in like, nine or ten bucks a piece on that thing yeah
1: yeah it was always i remember when we did the turtles game too it was like we're gonna beat this fucking thing and it was like a summer you know and we you must we... uh, change like twenty dollar quarters to beat it you know? yeah
4: yeah i remember like in high school like for some reason they would take us and we would bowl like a week each year or something just to like get out of the classroom and me and two of my friends we would like Duck out of the bowling and we'd go to the arcade room and we would spend like you know five dollars at least you know trying to beat that game like during our gym period
2: <laughs> i only played the genesis version but um like my friend had a copy of it and uh is in my like senior year of um high school and we were auditing a, a, a class at grinnell college and after the grinnell college class we'd skip our high school english class to go to his house and like play that every friday so uh it's definitely a good game. Do do you know if like the um Genesis version had like any of the voice acting? Cause like I don't remember anything like that.
1: I don't think I've I... ever owned a Genesis, so I can't speak to it. I know that like some of the NES versions are kinda punked. Not good versions of the arcade game. Yeah, right? they have this
5: of us, like you know.
1: You <laughs> know. Well, not even that. Like I, I just remember they weren't like precise ports. Like I remember this weird thing where I, I think it was either an SNES game or an NES game where I was like, "Awesome, they made a home version of this," and then I put it in, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, <laughs> fuck this. this can... Captain America and the Avengers. Like I was you're, all you're probably
0: thinking of uh War of the Infinity Gems, which was yeah, not it at all.
1: No, it was it was no? earlier. It it was called Captain America and the Avengers, but it was like it was weird. Like you would go to like different areas and there'd be like waterfalls and I think you had to get like A's and something. I don't know. It was it it just wasn't the same game. It was like they kinda took the name recognition and sort of switched things up a little bit.
0: Yeah, like we're we're just gonna bark at this, and you're gonna buy it, and uh huh, you know, your toe has now been stubbed. Oh,
5: uh, <laughs> like son of a bitch. Um, but uh, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Like I said, I could talk about both games all night because I, I really do have mad love for them. But we do need to move on. Uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump over to uh, Justin since you're talking about your forays of skipping out of bowling. What were some of your favorite games? I know you, I know you uh, gave me some Secret Brother love on a uh, Batman. What else do you like?
4: Um, that Batman game was, was going to be one of my picks. Like, um, I guess the other one that I really liked playing a lot, although I never really got all that far on it, kind of like Batman. Um, but I really liked um, the Death and Return of Superman for the Super Nintendo. Like, I thought that was a fun game. Like, I don't know if Woo! if Derek likes that game. No, no, know. no.
1: I well, like I, I guess that kind of fits into the whole like double dragon format.
4: Because
1: like, like like that. that in like Batman Returns are probably some of my favorite, like SNES type you know superhero games and stuff i just you know i dig punching people and running around and stuff like that (laughs) but it was cool because at the time i mean it did kind of follow the storyline and everything and it was you know it was kind of like oh what are they going to do when you get to doomsday you know and it's funny because you you basically kick the shit out of doomsday get his health meter down and then you know the two guys like they run into each other and both like knock each other out at the same time just like they do in the comics so it's kind of funny
4: yeah, I haven't I haven't played it in you know quite some time, but I just liked being able to like, you know, one stage you can play as like Cyborg Superman, yeah, and yeah. Another stage you could be somebody else, but you know, even when that storyline was going on, like, and they introduced those four characters, and it's like which one of these is Superman? I, I remember having like some really you know rough arguments with my buddies. I'm like it's either an Eradicator or a Cyborg Superman. Come on, you know, and I'm. You know, some of my friends would be like, no, nah, it's Superboy. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, the, the only
1: way I can prove that I thought it was the Eradicator, which is partially right, is that when I made my, uh, you know, I was always making a Marvel and DC adaptions of Transformers the movie. And I would just, you know, swap characters, you know, in like the Marvel characters in. So like in the Marvel version, you know, Hot Rod was Spider-Man and then he became Captain <laughs> Universe or whatever at the end. And, like, Doctor Doom transformed into Kang, and, you know, he beats him up or whatever and that kind of thing. But, like, in my in my DC version, you know, it was, like, Darkseid, who was sort of Megatron or whatever, but, you know, I had Superman as, like, Optimus Prime getting killed, but the version of Superman that I drew was the Eradicator version of Superman, you know, yeah. and I had Superboy transform into, like, a full-grown Superman at the end of it or whatever, but... It, I, I always drew him as the eradicator because in my head I thought, oh, yeah, it's got to be this guy who's the real deal, which is kind of funny because I guess he was using his body. So I'm all close
2: enough.
4: <laughs> I, <laughs> I always saw a cyborg Superman
2: sitting
0: in the back. Hank <laughs> um, Like I,
4: I don't play like a whole lot of like, you know, current games and stuff. But uh, some of the ones that I have and that I liked, I like the um, – Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, like those are both really fun. Yeah, those are fun. Um, and then I liked I don't know if, if you guys liked it, but uh I liked Mortal Kombat versus D C like quite a bit.
1: I I own it and I, I, I at least I played through all the DC stuff. I, I can't say like I'm a like huge I'm, Mortal Kombat fan, so yeah. I never I never finished that half of the the game or whatever.
0: It's one of those games I played and it's by no means bad. It's just I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is going to sound negative, but it's not. It's just so nondescript for me. I don't really have a negative or a positive opinion on it. It's just like, eh, it's a fighting game. You know, it, it looks good. There's There's some, you know, there's some fun moves, but it just doesn't really, you know catch my attention you know my my
1: gamer uh, buddy will always make fun of me for it though because he'd be like what the <laughs> fuck is heroic brutality superman just killed that dude like that's not a brutality he, he's dead like you know <laughs>
0: you're not heroic at all <laughs> yeah oh man did you have any other uh, honorable mentions justin
4: no that, that was it
0: all right cool uh thanks justin that was some good stuff uh Like I said, I haven't played uh, the Death or uh, Return. I I know Derek said it would probably be a good uh, game for me to try out, so definitely had to try that out. Going to go ahead and move along to our next fan hole and his favorite video game. Haven't heard from Mike too much, so we're going to go to Mike. What's your favorite uh, superhero video game that you've played?
3: Um, I wrote down a bunch of them, probably like Brian, so I'll just kind of run through the list really quick, and, uh, I just got a couple comments on some of them, but otherwise I'm just gonna, like, blitz through them. (laughs)
5: Uh,
3: I wrote, like, the Batman Arkham games, like, I, I only played the first one, but I'm sure the second one is pretty good, too, and I will eventually play it, so I'm sure Brian will have more to say on that. Um... Let's see, uh, yeah, I've wrote down, like, Ultimate Alliance and the X-Men Legends games. Like, I really had a blast playing those, although they got progressively, like, less complicated, I guess. Like By the time like Ultimate Alliance 2 happened, it's like they removed a lot of the customization, which was kind of a bummer, but it was still pretty fun to play.
1: I think those um, games are, are, are the most fun when you're playing with somebody, though, because I, yeah. I think my experience was I, I played X-Men Legends with someone all the way through, and I played Legends 2 with someone all the way through, and then when I played Ultimate Alliance, I enjoyed it, but... I wasn't always playing with a partner, so I was kind of a little sad. Like, where
5: I was like, yeah, "Oh, this isn't as yeah.
1: cool as as when you're playing with somebody else."
3: Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wrote down uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which is still probably the best Hulk game. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Let's I've see. To uh, play that. Is it really,
1: really cool? Yes,
0: actually, yes. that that was
1: going to be gonna my, my my one pick. Like I wrote down a oh, list okay. of stuff, but I, I, won't, I no, won't. No, no, it, no, it's cool. Like it. I I just think it's a good game. But like, uh, you know, it's like the it, I had it for the Xbox, and then I mean, there's there's just tons of cool things about it. But it's it's an open world environment, so it's a lot like. You know, Grand Theft Auto or Spider Man 2, whatever you want to compare it to. I think the reason why I went with that, uh, uh, other than some of the other games I listed, was either they, it wasn't as retro, you know, it was kind of a little more current, but also I, I kind of wanted to pick a game that I had played the whole way through. And like I said with Spider Man Two, it was a great game, but I think I got to like a certain point where it was me and a buddy, and we were both trading off levels and everything, and then our game save got wiped. So we, I never really had the heart to, you know, start over or whatever. Yeah. So so I, I I didn't feel right saying like oh Spider Man Two is the most awesome superhero game ever because I never finished it. But but Hulk I did, um, which it's cool. Like you can unlock um you can unlock the Gray Hulk, and what's cool about that is. Uh, Bruce Banner is still played by, uh, you know, uh, Lieutenant Hawk from Star Trek First Contact, or as you know him, (laughs) uh, you know, Neil McDonnell. And, like, he was the guy who did Bruce Banner in the animated series from the 90s. And then the same guy who did the Grey Hulk from the animated series in the 90s, Michael Donovan. When you unlock the Grey Hulk and you hear his dialogue as he's, you know, throwing flailing cops into buildings and shit it's like that's (laughs) that's uh michael donovan or whatever and then um i'm not a big fan of of his writing or anything but uh paul jenkins is the guy who wrote the the story for uh the incredible hulk ultimate destruction and he had a he had a pretty you know lengthy run on the hulk for a while and like he's written spider-man books and all kinds of other stuff like currently he's writing or co-writing, I guess I should say, the Dark Knight over at the the New Fifty Two for DC. Um, but like he, uh, you know, he pretty much wrote like the whole, you know, the whole story structure for for that and everything. But I, I mean, it's it's th- to me the reason why it's so much fun is because you're the Hulk. Like, there's really not yeah. a lot of rules to it. It's not like Spider Man Two where you got to save some fucking balloon
5: where you got to yeah. make
1: sure that you know some kid doesn't die and you gotta save somebody. I mean, I know that's part of what, you know, being a superhero is and everything. Hey, like, whip
0: follow me through the fiery rings and see if you can beat my time. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff where, you know, you have to kind of test your skill. And, and you know, there's stuff like that in Hulk, too, where there's challenge missions, but his challenge mission is not follow through the rings. It's like, like see how many of these rings you can fucking
5: destroy,
1: <laughs> you know, like yeah. in, in less than less- 10 seconds. You
3: know? I, I was gonna say, it's, it's pretty... like. Unapologetic for the Hulk. Oh yeah! Like, if you, you want to go he, punt he civilians into the horizon, clothing. yeah, you can. I
1: mean, if you want to, if you just want to, like, ass rape the fucking police civilians, <laughs> like anybody that's on the script Code
2: for that. It's
1: just like, dude, like, it's <laughs> just like you just grab them. It's like he's like, oh my god, and he throws them against the fucking
0: wall, you know, and they're
5: dead. It's just like, dude. <laughs>
0: That, that explains why the sequel was never made. It was going to be titled "Hulk: Ultimate Ass Rape of Cops." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's the cops, it's the military, it's it's the bad guys. It's like it's civilians. It's like anybody who's on screen is like open game, you know, basically. So,
0: if it helps now, I really want to play this. It sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it
1: is. It is pretty great. And then, and then the way you, I mean, kind of the way way Spider-Man Two mastered to me in my mind, like web slinging. It's it's kind of the the method you get where you kind of swing and you charge as you swing, and and then you let go of the line and you start another one as you let go, and you can make this fluid motion of web swinging if you get the hang of it. If you learn how to Hulk jump jump and and charge as you fall like it's just the greatest sensation like to play that part of it like it, it just in the free environment to just be the hulk and leap around like it's a really really good sensation so i mean and i i think you know i i think the freedom of it you know to sort of tap into that grand theft auto mentality you know like where you're you're not as you know, you, if you play an open-world Superman game or an open-world Spider-Man game, they're fun, but you're kind of restricted. You're kind of like, well, you know what? Like, Superman's not going to, like, you know, smash up a cop car or anything like that. Uh, okay, I,
0: I have think. to disagree, because Superman 64 is not fun in any fucking way at all, So, just right.
1: just I don't know, but I'm saying, like, even even like... The, <laughs> I
5: know, I know. Like,
0: oh,
1: like yeah. in Superman Returns, it's it's got a similar semi-similar open environment where, you know, you can fly through Metropolis and stuff like that, but it's not as fun as Ultimate Destruction at all, you know? And, and I'm a Superman fan, so it's like, it's not me being, like, a fanboy and go, oh, this should be better. It's like, no, the Hulk is so much more fun. I mean, you're you're running up and down buildings, you know, it's like you basically defy fucking gravity, you know, and, and at certain points, you actually smash down entire fucking buildings. I mean, it's, it's, well, I, you know...
0: I what helps is like, unlike Superman, what you're talking about, like, with Mortal Kombat, like, what the fuck's a hero brutality? This is what the Hulk does. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know.
3: It's. Throwing cars at helicopters, punching helicopters into other helicopters. Yeah. Oh, I just love,
1: I love, I love you pick up like fuel tanks and throw them into fucking helicopters and they crash around you and it's I, like a bunch of guys. You know, you pick one up and it's always, it's always this funny line of dialogue where they're like, "Oh my
5: god,"
1: you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, and I haven't played the game in years, but uh, wasn't couldn't you just jump up and grab a helicopter and like slowly drag it to the ground until it crashed you, you, too
1: like what i usually used to do was you know how you could home in on different you know different points of attack so i would usually like sort of it's almost like the whole kind of leaps up but flies up to it with his fist extended and i would always like smash down the helicopter that way but like you could you could like grab the the cars and make like little hulk fists with the cars and stuff like that (laughs) you know basically they're like big boxing gloves of like detroit steel basically you know like
0: it's like a weird paradox like hulk have hands but hulk also have hulk hands now (laughs) yeah um hey brian i know you said you have a big list is uh ultimate destruction one of your uh titles on there
2: um actually it wasn't i had played the demo but i've never played like the full game or anything
0: what do you think uh, from these guys talking about it. I kind of really want to play it now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does sound really cool. And from what I remember of the demo, I did enjoy it. Um, I was kind of curious, how do they, like, contain you on the map? Are you, like, on a city island or something? Or? Well,
1: basically, like, what it is is, like, your home base is the church where you're getting, like, missions from Doc Samson. So, like, what will happen is you'll... <laughs> you'll basically, like, well, because it's like it's like no, and
0: it's like picture like Doc says, like, That's go like... beat the fuck out of the cops,
5: Hulk. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is pretty much, yeah. No, like, cop it, cars. It's kind of like it's kind of like what, what what happens is like they're trying to cure Banner and they're trying to avoid Emil Blonsky, who's basically like you know working for like the NSA and he's trying to hunt him down. So to like sort of facilitate their plans, he's using like machinery and psychobabble to like sort of implant mental suggestions in the Hulk. So like basically when Banner turns into the Hulk, your mission is his mental suggestion. So it'll be like, dude, for Doc Samson to help cure the Hulk, what we need to do is, you know, destroy these three power plants and then redirect <laughs> the power structure, you know, to to, you know, the church where we're, you know, so basically you go to like different city points and as you keep fulfilling these missions and beating different bosses, more and more cities open up. So there's, like, cool little nods to fans where I think, like, Like, one of the city's names is Drella Point, you know, after, you know, the Hulk's old girlfriend or whatever. And, like, you know, there's other stuff. I'm trying to remember what the other, like, city points are named. But, like, some of them are, like, in jokes. Like, it's probably, like, Infinity Gauntlet Town or, you know, like, some shit like that. Like, it's not that, but it's it's something similar to that where there's lots of fan nods and stuff like that. And so um, you you basically keep going back to the church, but there are basically other, you know city points and so what you do is whenever you get onto a i'll call it a tron light of green you know a little halo cylinder light it's like you know that that's to jump the map so basically the hulk's leaping from city to city you know oh, cool. so you know and you're that's just kind of cool. like oh okay like now actually does, yeah. yeah yeah so you're like you know but but that's like sort of like to get you you know out of the the quote unquote level or area mm-hmm. city that you're in and stuff like that. So I mean you're you're contained within that city and then if you need to, you know, say you finish whatever your assignment is there, you can you can still roam around the city and do challenge missions and everything. Like I wasn't too big on the extra like gameplay like the kind of challenge missions and other stuff like that but but my friend uh was so it was funny i was just kind of looking at my old game saves on the xbox you know before we did this show and you know he had done all of them so i was like looking at him because he's he's the fucking man but like because there's like funny games where like you basically like it's like Hulk football and shit, but you take like cars, crunch them up real quick. And then you pump them between like two poles or whatever in the middle of the desert. And that's like Hulk fucking football or whatever. And it's like all this crazy shit where like, you know, it's Hulk baseball and he's, you know, bunting balls, you know, you know, of you know, crunched up fucking trucks or whatever it is. You know, you got to do it within a time limit. And to me, I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, it's Hulk football. But I like I, I might have done it like once and then never touched it again. But like I looked at all the the, the you know, the, like all the I- achievements or whatever on the little map or something. And it was like silver, silver, gold, 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 <laughs>
5: silver, gold, gold, gold.
1: And I was just like, damn, dude, like and I know I didn't
0: do any of that. So, you
5: know. Uh, Real quick before Mike continues on with
0: his uh, list, because, I mean, that was one of Derek's, so I'm I'm sure he's pretty much got his Hulk on. Yeah,
1: yeah, I just just figured since it was brought up, I'd just go ahead and talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Justin, did you ever play uh, Hulk Ultimate uh, Destruction, or or are you like me and Brian, no idea about it, really?
4: No, I I played it, like, my, my little brother used to have it for GameCube, so he used to, like, you know, just tear apart cities and stuff like it's uh, I just have to like agree with them completely it's a really fun game and you know if you haven't played it then you need to really check it out especially if you love the Hulk
0: cool 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 yeah all I've got to say to like finish any point I have on it is since I haven't played it I do have to because the only one I ever played about the Hulk was like the really horrible like I think SCDS game where it's like a side view and you got turned into Banner like every five seconds if you got hit It'd Oh be, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah that yeah it was pretty horrible but uh yeah 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 we didn't mean to derail you Mike but I, I agree with Derek since that was one of his picks might as well like go ahead and let him uh, expound upon love for the Hulk so uh go ahead kind sir uh finish your list
3: okay um I what was I saying no no I, I know
5: uh,
3: it seems like so long ago but,
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we uh, do a I, podcast yeah <laughs>
3: Um, well, I also listed, like, all the Capcom, like, fighters and stuff, all the way from, like, Children of the Atom to, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I love all those, obviously. Um, I I listed, um, like, for Spider-Man games, like, I listed the... I wanted to go back to the lineage of like the multi, like the modern Spider-Man game, and that's like probably the first PlayStation Spider-Man game in like 2002, I think it was, uh, yeah. where it where everybody, it, it, where everybody
1: it, plays poker.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That 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 was the Punisher, including the
1: Punisher. We invited yep. Punisher to the poker
3: game. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that 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 that's probably the the birth of the modern Spider-Man game, where like you know you first had the awesome the very good web swinging controls and stuff, and uh, just you know just that kind of open world gameplay which was really fun. Um, honorable mention to like Ultimate Spider-Man. Like parts of that annoyed me, but in general it was a good game, and I thought they really captured like the comic book well. Like I really liked the story in that game.
2: I actually um, picked that as my favorite Spider-Man, Spider-Man. game, um, like, you know, not just based solely on the gameplay, but, like, overall, like, the whole look and the gameplay. Like, I think they did a really good job with the self, um shading and, you know, making it really feel like a comic book.
3: Yeah, definitely, yeah. And, uh, like, I liked how all the load screens were, like, Mark Bagley, like, covers, almost, like, mm-hmm. that he, like, specifically created for that, like, video game and stuff. Those, yeah, those were was...
2: It was a cool idea how it's supposed to fit seamlessly in fiction with like Ultimate Spider-Man, but you know.
1: Yeah, they kind of was, you know like, how well that worked out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to remember: Do I hate this game because Wolverine's in it, or do I like it because he looks dumb? I can't remember what happens when he, <laughs> he when he gets,
3: appears. He gets he, he, Venom. It's a Venom level. Uh, Venom bursts into a bar. Wolverine's in the bar. And Venom kicks his ass. Okay, so I, think so I you...
1: must have liked it. I, I was trying to remember if I liked it or not.
0: <laughs> yeah. it sounds positive. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that that's probably my favorite Spider Man game actually. So um I also like listed uh like X Men you know the arcade game Cap and the Avengers, the Punisher, the Spider-Man arcade game. All like Derek said, like all those like uh, like side double dragon esque ones. Uh, I listed uh, Maximum Carnage and, to a lesser extent, uh, its sequel, uh, Separation Anxiety, which I didn't remember playing a lot. But, like, I remember renting it a lot with my friends, and, like, you know, we'd, like, try doing, like, co-op, and then, like, that game was, like, of course, insanely hard, so we'd, like, only get, like, two or three levels in, and then it'd be, like, game over. And, you know, we're like, oh, man, this sucks, you know? So we don't, I don't think we even bothered getting, like, a code for more lives or anything, because we were just so frustrated. But, um... I listed a really a really obscure PC game that I had, which I think it came out all, all along the time of that that same uh, uh, first PlayStation Spider-Man game. I think it was just called Spider-Man and the Sinister Six, and it, it was kind of like it kind of had like the tie-in to the 90s cartoon show, but uh um I, I, no it I, must. I,
1: have...
0: I think it was a Nintendo game too. Yeah, I think no, I,
1: I think it, I think it was a, it no. was, but I could be wrong. Well,
3: it might there be, was it a, might be a
0: different version. I could be wrong. Yeah,
3: it, I had it for the PC, and I it was. I don't think I don't think it was a Nintendo game because it had like cutscenes and stuff. It was like sort of a interactive like movie sort of thing. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't a traditional video game. It was kind of like a. I don't know, have any of you guys ever played the PC game. Uh, the like I think it was like the Search for the Dagger of Amun Ra. Or something? It's like a click-on adventure, almost? Like, you know, like you see a room and you have to click on clues and stuff? I don't know. In whatever case, this this Spider-Man game was like that. Where, like, you'd have to, like, look at, like, uh... It, it'd be, like, an interactive story. And, like, there'd be, like, things you'd have to click on to get make the story progress. And then there'd be, like, little action sequences where Spider-Man had to do this really annoying... Dodge things while like the hobgoblin or the or Doctor Octopus like threw stuff at you. Yeah, I just, I, I just
1: looked it up. It just says it was a PC CD-ROM title that's similar to many LucasArts Arts adventure games. That's all. I'm yeah, say. yeah. It was very obscure.
3: I mean, I remember enjoying it a lot, but I like I can never I can't find any like very little information on it nowadays. I don't think it like. I don't yeah, know. The way you it
5: seems di- to is different
0: from the, the Nintendo one. And the Nintendo one I did play, and it was a side scroller. So yeah, it sounds a lot different. So, yeah.
3: yeah, but I don't know. I I'd love to get my hands on it again, like one of these days, just because I remember having a lot of fun playing it, and there were a lot of like alternate paths and all alternate endings and stuff, and it just seemed like really expansive for the time. But uh, and finally, cool. um. Probably my number one, like, comic book game, and it, it's one of the very first ones I, like, like played and, like, played a lot and really loved was X-Men for the Sega Genesis, and uh, it came out around the time of the 90s show, and uh, you could be Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, or Nightcrawler, and it, what do you call it? It was kind of like that having, it was the first time I was like, oh, this is like the arcade game, but on a console, and I know I think there were a couple games before that that were like that but this was the first one like I really got to play a lot. But uh the reason I I love the game not only cuz it was fun and it was like two player action on the Sega Genesis and whatever but it also had like my favorite absolute favorite like title screen music like of all time. Like it was so distinct. It was like uh like it, the X Men logo would come up and it would start going
2: Dang, oh, uh, it
5: was just like X <laughs> Yeah It was like
3: so it was like metal and cool and it was like it was like that music's still in my head. It's like uh it was awesome, but um it was it, it was a lot of fun to play with like uh, friends and stuff like because uh, like I said it was a co-op thing and you could also like call in like helpers like you know like yeah yeah like Arch-
5: storm would come in I
0: remember that yeah
3: yeah Archangel would come in and like strafe people and like Iceman would build bridges for you. And like if if you fell off the screen, Jean would come and like telekinetically put you back on the path and stuff. Yeah, I,
1: I think I think I remember a version for that on the SNES too. Yeah, so that
3: that's probably my number one in terms of like nostalgia.
1: So.
0: Jubilee would come in and not do anything
1: and be useless. Yes.
5: <laughs> i have yes, a yellow so. trench coat.
1: <laughs> she'd, she'd steal pieces of the other girls' costumes and make her own. <laughs>
0: I like fashion, oh <laughs> nice no,
3: actually, I, I, that, oh good. I was gonna say one one last thing I wanted to mention about that game that game had one of the mo the hardest i'd like the most hardest like things you'd have to do to beat a game. There's a part where you're in mojo world. And uh, you have to, like, I forgot what it is, but you have to, like, reboot a computer, and the only way you can reboot this computer, like, it was a total mystery, and there was a timer, and if you didn't reboot the computer, you had to start the level over again, and the the way you did it was you had to tap the reset button on your Sega Genesis, and <laughs> if, if, now, if wow. you... For a Sega Genesis. If you hold that reset button for like a second too long, the whole console would reset, and you'd lose your game entirely. So, like that's, this, this is like
5: insane. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Like we didn't even know. Me and my friend would not even know what to do unless like we looked in like Game Pro or something. and They were like, "Oh yeah, you got to do this," and we're like, "Well, that's stupid," you know. Yeah. And it's like, kind of like, a cool
2: like, gimmick. It's almost like a like a Hideo Kojima type, yeah, you know, head yeah. game type thing.
3: Yeah, but, like, thank, thankfully we did it right, and, like, the the, the like the game blacks out, and then it goes, like, to a, like, a sort of, like, reboot screen to, like, like, a computer looks like, and, like, a timer comes up, and you're like, oh, cool, that's really cool, but, you know, I was reading up on it, and it says, yeah, if you really, like, if you held that second, that button, like, a second too long, you'd restart your Sega Genesis, and you'd lose your entire game, so and like yeah. mojo world was like pretty deep into it and like i don't think there was even any save feature on that game so
1: could you enter codes at least like we're like yeah, they probably were like level skip codes. you know they're like uh lz 57254
0: you know, or whatever i remember it being a really fun game it had really good graphics for the time too the only reason i wouldn't have picked it for mine is because it was really fucking hard i'll admit that it was a hard fucking game
1: Yeah, it's like you'd start out with, you're like, I'm using Cyclops. Cyclops is dead. I'm using Gambit. (laughs) Gambit's dead. You know, and you're like, who's left? Wolverine. Oh, fuck it. I guess I have to use him. You know.
0: And then you last like two seconds longer, than. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I did a little bit better. Um, Before I go to Derek, I I did want to hit up Brian real quick. Have we uh, named possibly your favorite game yet, or should I go ahead and go to Derek and see if he names it?
2: Um, I think you guys are going to skip a big one, but I'm pretty proud of you guys so far. You've na- all named some excellent games.
0: Cool, cool. Um, I'll go and go to Derek, because he has named his favorite game already. Uh, Did you have any honorable mentions?
2: Um,
1: I think most people mentioned stuff. I mean, like I said, my main honorable mention was, like, Double Dragon-style, you know, side-scrolling-type superhero games. But um, as far as games that I've played that that I've really enjoyed that nobody's mentioned yet. Just, I'll just go through real quick Um, along the same lines as Marvel ultimate Alliance. uh, I did play this with another person and that's probably one of the reasons why it was fun to play with uh, you know, a partner. Um, But justice league heroes is basically, you know, it's, it's the DC version of, you know, X-Men Legends or Marvel Ultimate Alliance or whatever. And, uh, you know, I I think generally for the most part, I was, you know, usually Superman or some, you know, some Justice League or like that. And uh, my buddy seemed to like playing Zatanna because she could, you know, basically, you know, protect people with like magic spells and different things like that. So he he enjoyed kind of, you know, pimping out all our characters and everything like that while we were you know beating the shit out of you know Doomsday or whoever it was you know and kind of you know serving in that manner and stuff like that but I I did enjoy playing that it's just the the thing that grumped me out about it was you know and uh, luckily I had you know somebody there who was better at games than I was was you know there there are a lot of those kind of like similar in Marvel Ultimate Alliance where it's like to unlock this door you know john stewart has to go to the control console and then to release flash you know then you can actually open the door but to do that you have to do triangle square x circle, triangle, square, oh, X or whatever, yeah, you know, like
0: guitar hero and,
4: you
1: shit. know, yeah. And, and kind of do that. And if you did it wrong, then it's like, you know, Jon Stewart would be still locked up and you couldn't let flash out to open the door. You know, it was like, that was one of those things where like that kind of sort of frustrated me or whatever. But since I had a, a buddy there who, you know, was more, more in charge of that kind of stuff. Like he, he kind of handled that stuff and we were able to basically finish the game. Um, otherwise uh punisher for xbox is pretty damn awesome um i you know talk about you know the difference between you know like batman begins he just picks up a guy and yells at him and that's basically the torture but in in punisher it's like he's gonna you know stick the guy into a meat grinder or stick his eyeball in a <laughs> you know in a you know moving drill or something like that and and you know to get information out of a guy you kind of have a an interrogation meter, it's pretty awesome. And and so, like, you have to kind of get it, like, right in that median, because it's like, if you if you have him too far away from the drill, the guy's like, fuck you, I'm not talking to you, Punisher, your dick is limp, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> if if you have him too close, of course, you kill him, you know? And so, like, but, you know, what I always like to do is, is, like, is like, you get it just right, and he's like, all right, I'll talk, Punisher, you know, uh, jigsaw's in the other fucking room, you know, walk two steps to the right, you know, and you're like... Thank you. You
5: know,
1: <laughs> you know kill the guy. Anyway, you know, and uh, you know, I always dug the dug the crap out of that game. I thought it was pretty cool. And then, um, uh, as far as like recent stuff, like I said, I, I haven't finished too many things recently. But uh, the the Brave and the Bold game on the Wii uh, is pretty fucking fun. Like if you just like fun, kind of like what we were talking about, like straight up. Um, you know, double dragon type, you know, side-scrolling punch type stuff, you know? Like, it's a lot like that, except for it kind of adds the enhancement of the Wii, where, like, you know, your super move is to, like, you know, you know, waggle the controller and stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, you know... uh Dick Dietrich comes on to the screen and he's like, you know, hammers of justice, you know, and the whole screen, like (laughs) it kills everybody on screen, you know, your hammers of justice move and stuff like that. So like all that stuff is pretty fun. And then, I don't know, the honorable mentions, uh, you know, keep going, Uh, like Spider-Man, Atari 2600, um, X-Men Mutant Academy on the PS1 and, you know, the the sequel, you know, Uh, you know, I love all those games. So that's that's about it.
5: Yeah, cool. Uh, you guys are
0: hitting on some games I've never even played, so that's that's always a good thing. Um, uh, and like I said, uh, Derek was going to go last. I know Brian said he's going to jump in, but he had said we hadn't named his favorite game yet, so I'm kind of curious. What was the number one on the grand list of Mr. Brian?
2: Well, I, I don't have a favorite one. There's like so many games I like for so many different reasons. You know, I have like ten number ones really. Um, <laughs> one one big one that I think you guys are missing out on, except maybe Derek would be uh, Wolverine Origins. Um, You you know, much the same way where, like, the Hulk game is, like, the ultimate Hulk game, no holds barred. Um, This is kind of like that same game except for Wolverine. Um, It's kind of like they took um, God of War-type gameplay and uh, just applied it to Wolverine, and it, it like, works, like, perfectly. Um, You know, you can, like, slice people's arms off, tear them in half, There's, like, up-close cut scenes where you'll, like, leap to a helicopter. You'll, like, use the guy's face to bust out the window, and then you'll lift his, like, body up into the
1: rotor (laughs) rotor blades. Um, What I played of that was fun. I just, I, I, like I said, I'm a a poor games man these days, so I've yet to finish that game. So I didn't feel comfortable saying it was my favorite.
2: Yeah, um... But, like, definitely, like, especially if you enjoy Wolverine as a character, I mean, it's just a fun, like, beat up game. Um, you, it's Like, at, especially... It's kind of like
0: the Hulk, where the Hulk is unapologetic. Like, they're actually like, okay, this is Wolverine. He fucking kills people. No PG, like, killing robots. Shit,
1: right, there's... right. Well, yep. that, that's what's kind of sad about, like, some of the alternate versions, because depending on what version... I think if you get it for, like, the 360 or PS3, you should be okay. But, like, there's, like, a GameCube version, and I've played the, um... And I, I I understand it's similar to the PSP version, which I have played. And Tony, there are robots galore in the PSP <laughs> version. So so just so you just so you know, like there's there's kind of alternate versions of of Wolverine Origins. The, the, the buyer beware on that. Well, one. I, I just say if you're gonna get it, if you if you're if you're getting it for what Brian's talking about, you want to get you know the main console game, not any you know. PSP or nothing for the Wii, you know, like anything like that, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also like, um with that game like a lot of I don't know, role playing S type stuff where you can uh you collect power ups and you unlock like X factor powers and stuff, so you can kind of make like Wolverine into what you want. You know, you can upgrade his healing factor or you can unlock special moves. And um sometimes I think a lot of superhero games they don't take advantage of like like different costumes like especially on the first arkham asylum let's say like i don't think they had any unlockable costumes but with this wolverine game they have like you know even like the x-force costume the the silver and black which was pretty new when that game came out and they have all sorts of skins to unlock so
1: yeah I'm, um, i'm always i'm always excited when they have like alternate costumes for folks like especially like that was something that was fun about playing the X Men Legends or Ultimate Alliance or things like that, where you could have like, you know, I when I was doing Ultimate Alliance, I was like, what? I'm not playing with this fruity hippie Ultimate Thor. Like, give me the real fucking. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, you know, they had the, you know the version with his you know red cape and you know the titty discs as Tony likes to say, and I, <laughs> I was like, give me, give me, give me that version of Thor. And then I was yeah, like running around I, I for,
5: the, to play for, for the
1: rest of the game with with that version of the Thor because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing. Hippie Thor. Like, I want the real Thor.
0: Nice. I want my Timmy discs. <laughs> uh, another, man, uh, yeah, yeah, I was to say, was there some more games? Uh, yeah,
2: another big one I think we should talk about is um, DC Universe Online uh, for PlayStation 3 and PC. Um, Derek, you've tried I had, to... I had played that. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I played, I played some, you know, I think I, I played, like, the first mission and i think where i left off was i think because you had told me like you just got to gotham so i i never started the gotham level and i think then the next time i talked to you you were like you know i don't know on the you know on oa or something you know like you were way ahead of me yeah (laughs) I, i talked to you so
2: we should hook up because it's it's actually like a really fun game um basically the premise is you know you you make up your own character but you're you're set in the dc universe so um all these like story events are going on it's a Massive multiplayer online game, but um, you're getting like, um, you know, storylines from Superman or whatever. And uh, you you like throughout the level as you're doing one of their missions, you actually interact with them as well as any, you know, any friends who've made up their own characters. You can like band together and form teams. So when you have like two or three people, you know, that you're playing with, it's like a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd really like to play with you sometime. I, I think it's, you know, quite an enjoyable game.
1: The thing I get scared of, like, some of those games, like, sometimes I feel like it's too open, like, because I I find myself, like, instead of, like, playing the game, I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? How's it going? And I just keep, like, walking. and I'm just kind of like, well, dude, check it out. Hawkman costume. Sweet, sweet. Mm -hmm. Look, Hawkman costume. Look, we're on the satellite, dude. Look, it's the Earth. Yeah, it's the Earth. You know, I'm just, like, I'm totally, like. Fucking distracted. I'm all Lex yeah. Luther could be like. I'm gonna kill the universe in five minutes, dude. I'm on the satellite, dude. Like, I'm just checking all this shit out, you know.
0: Do you see, like across the city, that bitch just got like punched by Doomsday. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> you're not even fighting. You're just watching. <laughs> uh, I, I played on the uh, PC. I don't. I can't play with Brian or Derek because I am a PC user and not a PS3 user. Uh, I have played it. it it's good. But the the only reason that I've kind of soured on it is because I got to, like, level four or five, and that's still pretty fucking low. That's still a noob. And I just kept wandering around into, like, I I would go into a realm of, like, the city or part of the city where it's like, oh, you beat up a mugger. Oh, you beat up a guy who has, like, you know, a hook for a hand or, you know, you're, you're doing all right. And then I'd run into, like, you know, eight Minotaurs sent by, like, you know, Hades to, like, destroy, like, the fucking plan. I'm like, oh, I can fight those guys. No, I shouldn't. I better run away. And then they, like, just fucking gangbang me, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened?
2: Yeah. Like, one thing I noticed with the game, and I don't know if this is true of all, like, MMOs, because this is, like, the first one I've um, actually tried out for any depth of time, but, um, like, there'd be, like, easy missions, like, separated by really hard missions in between. Like, you're flying around the city, And you'll see, like, oh, over here is, like, a level 5 mission I can start. So you're like, oh, you know, I'm a Flash-type character. I'll just run there. But you'll run down a street that's, like, a level 15 mission. So if you get, like, caught, like you did by those minotaurs, like, they can take you out in one hit, and you're like, what the hell? You know, so... Yeah,
5: exactly, yeah.
2: There definitely seems to be, like, some leveling issues and where they could have, like, kept things a little bit more separate to take it, you know, a little bit easier on the noobs.
1: Have you been interested in getting any of the kind of I guess upgrades that I've seen, like, cause I, I saw they were like trying to pitch, like when the green lantern movie came out, like add ons to like, there's, you know, yeah,
2: there's a power ring add on <laughs> stuff. I haven't really been interested in any of that, but, um, you know, I'm just kind of into my own guy. I'm not like a huge DC guy per right. se. So, and that might appeal more to someone like of your caliber.
0: I think there's a Marvel version of like DC Online coming out relatively soon, right? Yeah, because yeah. Bendis, oh, yeah. We,
1: we we sort of talked about that once. Where I guess Bendis gave that one interview, and I think I think Justin was the one who watched the the video, right? Yep. So uh, like I I don't know. They kept talking about it. like... Oh, it I was... remember
0: that. That's like where like you could you could pick like a
2: Marvel character. Yeah, supposedly they were... Which no saying... one understands how it's going to yeah, work. Nobody <laughs> yeah, nobody
1: understands how it works exactly, but. You know, Bendis yeah. was going to be the writer on that, and that, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, instead of having... We, we could all play Wolverine, but none of us would be yeah. appointed somehow, or whatever. Yeah, I I was about to
5: say, like, you know, it's like, so, Deadpool, you're going to join my team? Yes, Deadpool,
1: I will join your team. Well, let me go get Deadpool, and we'll go fucking fight. <laughs> well, we could be the Deadpool core. I just don't want to be the <laughs> one with boobs, you know, like this. I just don't
3: want it'll to be like that episode... Head. It'll be like that episode of Superhero Squad, with too many Wolverines,
4: <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of, like, information about it. The last thing I saw was that they had added to, like, the playable characters was they added uh, Cable and Deadpool, actually.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> cable! <laughs>
4: but, like, that that was, like, months ago. I haven't heard anything about it in a while. Like, I, I would be interested to play it.
0: Uh, yeah, I tried out. I mean, I tried out DC Online. I haven't played in months. Not because I mean, again, like, you know I, it's not a bad game but like like i was talking about with brian is like i would be like around like uh, my character was like a stealthy guy and he could climb walls and stuff and i'd be like oh i want to go to my you know like he said level five mission and i'm level five crawling over walls you know trying to take a shortcut to get there real quick and then suddenly like you know dark side's like you know i have found the secret of anti-life it's <laughs> killing a noob and i'm like what
5: the fuck,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why are you standing in the middle of a coffee shop? Jeez,
2: fucking thing. Did, did they, like, announce if the Marvel one was going to be subscription-based or not?
1: I think I think, I think it I was think supposed to be, like, quote-unquote, free, you know, just like DC was, but where you pay for... Because uh, what I had played a little bit, just for, you know, shits and giggles, was they, they kind of have a multiplayer online version of Marvel, but it's for, like, you know, it's the... Um, like superhero squad version of it so like you know basically you can sign up and play it on the PC for free you know and run around as you know cap or whoever right but what Mm -hmm. they want you to do is like uh, you know oh, for for 50 gold points You know, you can get Miles Morales' Spider-Man costume. And it's like, well, how much do gold points cost? You know, and it's like, oh, you know, for $20, you get, you know, 10 gold points or something. You know, like whatever it is. You know, and you're like, oh, so a gold point's like, you know, two bucks or, you know, whatever it turns out to be. But that's, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally get that. Um Uh, seriously like video games are a huge thing i want to go to brian one more time real quick because i know he has a big list was there anything else you want to add real quick sir
2: um those were the big two that you guys missed from my list um as i said i'm real proud of you guys i think you named a lot of excellent games um you know i had like favorite batman game i think i picked arkham asylum over arkham asylum 2 um both are great games and um Or Arkham City, I should say. Arkham City probably improves on the gameplay. Like, I enjoyed the the free fighting. I think it flowed a little bit better. But Arkham Asylum, the original game, had, like, so much better, like, atmosphere to it. Um, And, I don't know, it just really seemed creepy. Whereas uh, Arkham City's kind of open and more free. And it just doesn't seem like there's all that depth to it that the original game had. But like, other than that, I think you guys named pretty much everything I had on my list, so you guys did good.
0: Cool, cool. Um, yeah, we could talk about this all night because there's a lot of games. I, I, I think I'll just end this on like probably uh, the most positive thing. Just like movies have grown as far as combo characters, so is video games. There's not as many bad video games out there anymore, so definitely check out a lot of these picks. I know I'm interested in Hulk, Ultimate Destruction now, so yeah, definitely check that shit out uh we are going to go ahead and move along um i appreciate everybody's insights on the video games that was really cool uh we're going to move on to our most time honored topic of the uh podcast It is our awesome thing of the week we are all geeks we all have our little fan uh sub genres we enjoy and we like to share them with you we like to tell you what we think is awesome in our universe this week i want to go ahead and throw it to derek what's your awesome thing this week
1: well, I, I don't want to go into it too much into detail because I know we're going to do a podcast on it eventually, but uh, I've actually been catching up on the new season of Beavis and Butthead. I picked up the Blu-ray at Walmart for, I think it was only like fourteen ninety-nine or something, so it was pretty damn cheap. Um, okay. And so I, I, you know, I was kind of feeling a little glum on Monday and I popped it in and was, was listening to it and watching it and, man... I gotta, I gotta say like that, that kind of stuff, like Beavis right. and butthead crack my shit up.
5: Cause they're, <laughs> they're fucking
1: funny. Like, I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't even in the mood to be funny, but you know, some of the shit they pulled makes me laugh my ass off. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more on a future show. But, uh, for right now, that's my awesome thing of the week.
0: Uh, going to go ahead and throw it over to our good friend, Justin, what's your awesome thing this week?
4: Well, I watched some p- pretty cool movies this week. Uh, Earlier, I watched Wrath of the Titans, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than the remake. You know, I think the remake had a lot of things going for it that it had to hit. You know, like, oh, we had this in the original, so we have to, like, remake this and all this stuff. But, like, with the sequel, they've got all that out of the way. They can just go go whatever direction they want, and they pretty much did. They, they do some interesting things with the surviving characters, like uh, – Zeus and Hades, and uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. and there, You know, it, it's in 3D, but, and most scenes didn't really add a whole lot in 3D, but there were one or two scenes that, like, really stood out. Like, there's one part where there's, like, Perseus is fighting this uh, monster, and it has, like, a snake for a tail. And there was one scene where, like, the snake kind of whips around, and it kind of, like – not only is the CGI on the snake really well done, but, like, the c- the – 3D effect was really done. It really kind of like popped out at me. I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> get out of my face, snake monster!" Um, the other movie I thought was pretty cool was I watched uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Um, I really enjoy those movies. You know, say whatever you out want on, about out on
0: DVD
5: right now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, say whatever you want about Tom Cruise. I found his movies to be usually fairly entertaining, um, and I dig the Mission Impossible movies. You know, I usually check out anything that's Spy or espionage related, anyway, but it was pretty cool. Um, I wanted to see it in theaters, and I didn't. I'm kind of glad I didn't because, um, if you'll recall, like when I was talking about, you know, watching Dark in the Moon in theaters and the, the scene where they really jump out of the airplane, kind of got to me because it was just, you know, I don't, I don't deal don't so well with heights sometimes. You know, every Mission Possible movie has a scene where Tom Cruise is like doing some kind of crazy stunt with on wires and heights and stuff. Like, <laughs> and he does that in this one. He um, scales like the tallest building in the world in Dubai. And there were some scenes, like, I mean, I was just sitting there watching it, you know, on, on the TV. and I was just like, oh God, oh God, I mean, he's going to fall and die. I mean, I know it's a movie, <laughs> but, you know, it's weird. It's like one of those personal things. Like, I can watch for, the scariest, most glorious horror movie. It won't bother me, but like somebody hanging on the edge of a building, like I'm just like, oh my god, you gotta stop what you're doing, you're gonna die. Like that stuff bothers me. But anyway, it was a really good movie, and if you enjoy the other Mission Impossible movies, you'll really like this one too. I, it's interesting I, I, that you I, say
2: that about heights, Justin, because I'm scared of heights too. And, like, I've never really been bothered by movies, but I remember, um, like, when I was playing the first Tomb Raider game on PlayStation 1, it was probably, like, the first game, like, that's 3D, where I actually got, like, significant height in. And, like, I was, like, my hands were sweating, and, like, I was getting, you know, my stomach was all tightening up just because of how high it appeared I was. So that's kind of funny that you mentioned that.
1: Well, don't yeah. don't go to the top of a building in Hulk Ultimate Destruction and then leap right the fuck off because <laughs> you, might, you might sweat and
4: stuff. <laughs> what well what did it for me was like he he's wearing these special gloves that like stick to the you know the glass of the window and like one of one hand starts to mess up so he's like hanging by one hand i'm just like oh man and then they're like they they change the angles it's like you're looking from the top down onto him i'm like uh oh, change angle like this this is too much
0: <laughs> wait i mean but that's not a bad thing at all though justin because like I, I miss those times in movies where it actually pulls you in and you're like, you you forget it's a movie, you know? So that's, that's never a bad thing, you
3: know? Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I enjoyed uh, Jeremy Renner's character in that. And in, in that scene when he tries to swing down with the rope and he can't make it to the window, and, like, Jeremy Renner, like, looks out the window and goes, the rope's not long enough! And Tom Cruise looks down and goes, no shit!
5: <laughs>
4: Yeah, I really liked his character in that too. Like, uh, apparently, like the the scuttlebutt on the internet is is if uh, Cruz ever retires, like he will take over that franchise. So I think that would be pretty cool. And, and of course,
0: it has Simon Pegg in it, which is awesome. So.
4: Yeah, um. he he had a he had a much bigger role in this film than the third one, so that was cool.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Simon Pegg. Um I was gonna mention something before I threw it out. Uh, crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite thing this week, but uh, you you talk about it, you watch a lot of movies. This week, I watched 1010 on DVD this week, and you were actually very correct, uh, Justin. It was a really good romp. It was really fun.
4: So. I'm glad you liked it. Like, I, I wish more people would watch it because it, it was a you know it, it was a huge box box office success worldwide, but not so much in the United States for some reason. So like. I, I'm always about promoting things like that that, that people should watch. The yeah, funny I, I thing
2: is, see. I was at Walmart, um, I think, two nights ago or something, and I saw there's a play, PlayStation 3 game of 1010, but it was already marked down to like 20 bucks, so it must have mm. got like pretty awful reviews.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just some video game licenses suck. So most mo- yeah. movie video game licenses suck too, so I, that does not happen. Um, since you're. Uh, already speaking sir why don't you go ahead and throw out your awesome thing this week brian um i don't
2: i i think right before we actually did the avengers um podcast i started um going back and trying to collect some west coast avengers stuff and i found that um marvel did some actually really nice collections they're from like the marvel premiere i think it's called um line and it's like hardbound um books but um they're really good collections um and I've just been enjoying, like, rereading, you know, really old, like, West Coast Avengers stuff. And uh, the the funniest thing I've come across so far is, like, I had no clue that, like, Grim Reaper was such a hardcore racist. Yeah, like, he was, like, a big
0: dick in that fucking series. He really was.
2: Yeah, there's, like, um, I don't know, early on he's working with, like, Voodoo Man. And there's some black guy and, like, he has, like, a bear skin or, like, a polar bear skin. Do you know who that is? Anyone? Uh,
4: is it is it Manate?
2: Yeah, name. maybe is he black?
4: Yeah, he's so, like a black uh, yeah. panther villain. Okay,
2: yeah. so like they're both working with Grim Reaper, and I swear not like one of them does something stupid, and Grim Reaper says like, "Oh, you accursed spades! <laughs> like I can't stand working <laughs> with you." <laughs> and then Manate's like, "You know I've put <laughs> up with your racist stuff so far, but don't push me." But then like. Um, when the Avengers do come, like, Man-Ape and Voodoo, like, just bail on him. And, I don't know, he just, like, he literally sled spades and, like, I had to reread it. I was like, what? But, yeah, it's really funny.
0: <laughs> They're like, good job, honky, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. I'm always a big fan of West Coast Avengers, so, yeah, I would totally back you on that. I need to read it myself because <clears throat> I have a lot of the original run packed away, but, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them in a more pristine format.
2: Yeah, and like I hadn't read like Tigra that early, and she was like a horn dog, man. She was like,
5: oh
0: yeah, like
2: <laughs> from page to page, like she'd get done with like uh, Wonder Man on the beach, go up to the mansion, and then like immediately get on Hank Pym, and I'm like, whoa. So I don't know. It's just interesting to read this stuff now.
0: Yeah, she was. She was definitely in heat, I guess, or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> like, my I, I want to aspire to be Starfire one day. Um,
4: <laughs> no, Something no. Cool she she was Starfire before Starfire was cool.
3: <laughs> 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 Send all your angry emails to fanels.
1: care think, of I orange Yeah, I think it's because they're both orange. I think that's what
5: <laughs> it is.
0: <clears throat> that's why you shouldn't tan so much, ladies. It makes you into uh, space bearing half cat sluts
4: i guess so that's Uh, wrong with the people of jersey shore
0: yeah yeah exactly they're (laughs) orange so that's that's what it is
4: too
5: orange,
0: Um, a a little too orange oh man moving on uh how about you mike what is your awesome thing this week
3: Well, speaking of West Coast Avengers, uh, my awesome thing is going to be some news I only learned a few, like, maybe ten minutes ago when I was checking up on, uh, comic book resources, uh, some news that just came out of, uh, C2E12 or whatever it is now, whatever they're calling it, I don't know, but, uh... Uh, it was announced that uh, Hawkeye's getting another ongoing series. Um, I guess Matt Fraction's writing it, so I guess I have to give him another chance now. <laughs> but uh, what do you call? It? Yeah, he's getting a new ongoing series, and uh, you know, I, I'm always up for a new Hawkeye series. And you know, what with uh, the movie coming out this year, and you know, Hawkeye's the leader of the Secret Avengers. He's on the regular Avengers. He's a teacher at Avengers Academy, and now he's getting his own ongoing. So I think. Maybe this will be the ongoing Hawkeye series <laughs> that like lasts past you know twelve issues or whatever. Well, hey, he's but, on. Uh,
1: he's on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He's making a bunch yeah. of appearances on Teen Tony. Yeah, and
3: they said uh, like Kate Bishop, the you know girl Hawkeye, is gonna be like his like speedy kinda in it. Mm. So I think that's that's gonna cool. Yeah. So you no, know. so at least, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, hopefully by year's end, though, they'll have him back in a classic costume and not just, yeah. you know, his sunglasses and, you know, ultimate-inspired costume. What, but... are you,
1: what are you talking about, Mike? By issue 10, I want Ronin and Little Ronin. What <laughs> are you <laughs> talking Little about? I don't, I don't know what this obsession with Hawkeye's classic costume is.
0: God. Let's <laughs> do Nickelodeon. Ronin babies. Oh, Ronan, baby, <laughs> they will stab
5: you in the chest.
1: Fucking nanny, nanny is like Captain America. She's got red, white, and blue socks and shit.
0: <laughs> Ronan, did you stab your sister again? Sorry, nanny. Oh man, Yeesh.
5: Um, but no, that's yeah, cool, so,
3: yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, I, I was kind of turned off by Matt Fraction, you know, in like fair itself, and like recently. His recent stuff with Invincible Iron Man, but you know he does good stuff every so often, and I'll give him another shot.
0: (laughs) He might bust out some awesome, yeah. You never know. Um, Hey, we gave Transformers another chance, so hey, there you go. I'll
4: Um, I'll just add that, like, I I really enjoy his uh, Defenders series thus far. It's been a lot of fun, but yeah, his like, I'm I'm still reading Iron Man. I know you quit, but it's yeah, you were right, Mike. It's not so good now.
1: Hey, before before I forget, uh, we had uh, been getting our our emails and Facebook posts from fans and stuff like that. And one of our biggest fans, Tom Spielman, uh, has his own blog going on, and he asked if we would mention it on the air. And I'm fine with that, Um, even though he, I think, hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica, which makes me sad. But that's okay because he can see it later. But uh, his blog is at tomtificate.wordpress.com. That's Tom Tificate, tomtificate, T O M T I F I C A T E, tomtificate.wordpress.com. So uh, we hope you get some more uh, reads on the blogs. I enjoyed reading the first couple blogs I read. It seems like he covers Different things in the uh, you know the geek community, uh, whether it be you know Transformers or comics or movie reviews and stuff like that. Like you know, I had just seen uh, Safe House, so I checked out his review on that and was curious as to what his thoughts were. And if you're curious about those kind of things too, you should check that out.
0: Hey, any guy who can make a pun on Pontificate, good job.
3: Yeah, that's fun um, to say, Tom yeah, know.
0: Uh, yes, yes, definitely check out, uh, check out our good friend, uh, Mr. Tom Spielman's uh, blog. Yeah, awesome. Good, uh, good looking out there, uh, Derek. I'm going to go ahead and do my awesome thing this week. As Brian is unfortunately aware of, and as Justin is actually supporting me on, I am a wrestling fan. And I found something this week that actually all four fan holes, besides myself, might actually enjoy. It is called Big Battle Kaiju. And basically what it is is a wrestling league where guys dress up like monsters from Sentai uh, shows, not real Sentai shows. They make their own characters, and in these giant rubber costumes, they wrestle.
4: Didn't this used to be on like G4 or something back in the day?
0: It may have been. I didn't see it on there.
4: Um, Like years ago, or maybe this is when it was tech TV, but I do remember watching something like this.
0: Yeah. And the rings have like small buildings in them and they use those as foreign objects. They pick up buildings and smash them over each other's heads and stuff. Uh, the, the funniest thing about it is, is these guys are actually real wrestlers. So it's not really bad action. There's guys who do like moonsaults and like hurricane ranas and stuff. So they're actually talented athletes. They just dress up like giant bugs or Sentai inspired type, uh, superheroes. The, uh, main hero right now which is really funny he got kidnapped recently as far as the storyline goes he is called Silver Potato and he's like a guy in this giant tin foil outfit with, like <laughs> goggles <laughs> it's got a wicked sense of humor it's really really amusing the, the main bad guy is uh, Dr. Cube he's got a big it looks, it looks like friggin uh, tofu and he's got like a mean scally face uh, drawn on the front and he's like the main bad guy hilarious and the guys like i said are really athletic it actually is some really good fun uh it does have a website uh uh, big battle so definitely look that up and if you're lazy if you go to youtube and just put in big battle and you have to spell it right b-i-g-b-a-t-t-e-l k-a-j-i-o-u big battle kaiju You'll probably see some uh, cool footage. They were on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, that's one of the ones. I'll have to show you guys this after we get off uh, the podcast. And it's it's fun. You might like it, Brian. No no Speedos. They're all fully dressed. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, yeah, I really dug it. It, it. It's got, like I said, a really good sense of humor. So that's that's my awesome thing for this week. Uh, we've had some awesome fun this time. I really enjoyed talking about superheroes. We're, we're all big comic geeks. We all enjoy... Uh, our favorite heroes in spandex, especially whether it's in video games or uh, when they all join up to form a team. However, as uh, with all good things as it happened in uh, the next generation, almost things must come to an end. So as you all gather around the poker table and Picard wanders in and goes, I should have done this years ago. I will say <laughs> we will see you next time on the fan holes podcast and a quick blurb. Look us up on Twitter, look us up on the Facebook and just like, our friends have done before. Send us an email at fanholspodcast at at, uh, gmail.com. We'll be glad to read your emails on the air and let you know what we think.
5: I can't move!
0: And until then, uh, I'm still Tony Tranquil.
2: Hey, this is Brian Breakdown.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Derek. Derek WC with itchy fur and curly hair. I make good friends most everywhere. I smile, I hug, I skip and share. Feel the love. My
5: Care Bear stare.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Thunderwing, and I concur.
4: And this is Justin Goodluck.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to beat Derek on that one. So uh, until the next time, we'll be Peace. here on. The fan. Oh, you
5: jumped the gun! Can't wait
0: the He's so excited. We'll see you next time on the FanHoles Podcast. Uh-huh. And Brian.
5: Yeah, no. Peace. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> End of right. line.